Welcome to episode 39 of the Film Yak Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. Jonathan. And JR. And today we're going to talk about my pick, Talk Radio from 1988, Oliver Stone's uh, underappreciated gem of a film. Uh, and we're also going to talk about other stuff we watched, and that's pretty much it. A little bit of news, maybe. Uh, how's everybody doing? Doing good. Just want to congratulate you guys on willing the new Andre Rublev Blu-ray into yeah, existence. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Good job. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Next time, can you be like Criterion should really put out a box of all seven? <laughs> Do that. Criterion should really put out Satan Tango on uh, on blue, <sighs> on 4K blue, so it's one disc. <laughs> <laughs> Criterion should really put out the Blu-ray of Brute Force. By Jules Dassin. That's a weird choice, but okay. <laughs> well, the DVD is top of your wish list. Brute Force by Jules Dassin. Man, it's, a good movie. it's on there. I mean, right. it's out on DVD in Criterion, right. and like Power MGM or whoever well. has a Blu-ray of it. But I'm like, no, like now. Yeah, I'm just gonna wait for the Blu-ray because, yep. like, I got the Blu-ray of Midnight Cowboy, and like three months later, Criterion came out with the Blu-ray. So. Now you just got to consult Criterion via their email every time you're about to buy something. Are you going to release this in the next couple of months? Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually I tech, I uh, messaged them one time and they told me stuff. I oh, te- nice. I, I heard rumors about Heaven's Gate coming out. And I was like, Are you guys really going to release Heaven's Gate? And the guy told me they were before they announced it. So it's pretty good. Cool. But uh, I'll tell you what I hate <laughs> is these uh, fuckers on like on like social media. They'll be talking about like the Criterions they really want to see. You know, like, I wish this would come out on Criterion. And it's always movies that are just, like, legendary and have the best Blu-ray treatment already. Like, God, I really wish Lawrence of Arabia were on Criterion. It's like, there aren't there enough Why? fucking Blu-rays of Lawrence of Arabia out there? Like, I don't think we need that. And then the Sons of the Lambs thing? Like, God, I wish we could get Sons of the Lambs on, on Criterion. Fucking Why? <laughs> like there's a million it's on, it's copies. On criterion. I know, but this is before okay. that. Yeah, it's like it's just ridiculous. It's like, do we need that? Did we need a Criterion Blu-ray of Sonos of the Lambs? I don't think so. Okay, I haven't bought it. Probably made them I've got my old blue. I mean, I know. Yeah, I understand that. Like, there's like a there's really an economic thing to it. You know, we got to pick a movie like like when they did the Michael Bay movies in the '90s. You know, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But it's just. Like, if you want a, a movie on Criterion, the, the goal should be, like, a movie that doesn't have a good treatment, right? The movie that, A movie that has poor treatment uh, of a release, like a movie that's been released on Mill Creek or uh, Kino or some other shitty distributor who hasn't spent any time <laughs> making fired. it good. Yeah, I, th- I think people just want, they want their 10 favorite movies right. on Criterion. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, stu- that's what I'm saying, that's like a stupid way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. People are dumb. I'm looking yeah. at you, Criterion Considered. Facebook group. <laughs> They're the ones who really do this. But uh, anyway, right. oh, no, that's out of the way. Uh, the Creed 2 trailer dropped uh, this yes. week. Ryan Coogler, uh, free Creed 2. Uh, he's off to bigger and better things. He's part of the Disney universe now. Right. So they got in some uh, jobber to take over. And uh, what do you guys think of this, this trailer? The continuation, the eighth movie in the Rocky saga. I'm going to jump in. I loved this trailer. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be a great movie, but I just thought this was a great little two minutes. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know anything about this movie. I didn't know any of the background. Like, Sly Stallone was about to direct it. They were mm-hmm. talking about getting, a, like, it being, like, just a Drago movie. I didn't know all that. And so I was wondering who who's this, like, big fight. 
And then at the end of the trailer, when the white guy turns around with the Drago Ooh. thing on his coat, I was like, this is cool. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That, that worked for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was... Uh, that I, was I, apparently, Lundgren is in the movie, I hear. Yeah. yeah. Really? Apparently. According to uh, IMDb. He's like his father or something, I guess. Right, yeah. It's kind of kind of silly, but you know, it's it's weird to me that they're like the Rocky Four. While it's prob arguably the most entertaining of all the Rocky films, it is also the one that's like disconnected from reality the most. And For the sure. fact that they're they've gotten so grounded in reality over the last few films, and that this is the movie they're going back to, <laughs> you know, they're connecting to this. Yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> no, well, I mean, they couldn't. I mean. Looking at, like, the other Rockies, like, what they have to work with, like, you either get a rematch with some Scouse that no one really cares about, mm -hmm. or you get, like, some some modern equivalent of Mr. T, like, like the Rocky universe version of Mike Tyson, I guess, or, you know, like, you get John Cena in for... Or some kind of match like he did with Hulk Hogan in the third one. They should set it in the real world and just have like an actual boxer box him. You know, no. Like, no? Because <laughs> <laughs> this franchise can no longer exist without nostalgia, I, I don't think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like no one gives a shit about boxing movies. No one gives a shit about boxing. What if you had a boxer, like an actual boxer, but he play, He was playing a different boxer? I mean, I'm out. Because then... then then the, he would turn around in the ring and it would say someone else's name and it wouldn't say Drago, so I wouldn't care. Oh, I see. It has to be Drago. Yeah. I mean, what about, I mean, what like, about, what about Creed 3? I mean, it's not going to be Drago in that one, so it's like... I mean, they it? could... <laughs> I mean, are, are, like... He's got to kill the Drago kid in yeah, the I, ring, right? I, I, That's I have, payback, I, you know? Or it's got to be, like, Karate Kid Part 3 where he, like, gets, like, just to that point where he's about to kill him yeah. and then, like... No, I'm a good person. In, I can't do this. That's in two, but okay. <laughs> or well, three too, right? He doesn't kill anybody. He doesn't almost kill anybody in three. There's a lot more blood in three. Uh, he, and, does, he gets. He gets. And it. what's yeah. his what's his face is like? No, oh, you gotta kill, kill, kill. Oh yeah, that guy's talking, but he's talking to the other guy about right, killing right. Daniel. Well, he does it to in Daniel part too. Two, like he in, tries to bring more violence out of right, Daniel. Right, right, right. But in part two, he kills. He almost kills the kid, the Japanese kid. He like beats him half to death. There's like that where he's like throwing his fists into his face, and it's like because it's like the, they do start doing the um yeah, the yeah Japanese the little, toy drum thing yeah yeah, but then he does the nose honk so no that's yeah does he do that does yeah Daniel Daniel does that to the kid yeah. okay there you go well yeah like he does but like, he's about to do the thing like like Miyagi where he's like yeah like I can kill you with my claw or whatever yeah because like at that point like you know old boys on the ropes and you know finish it. Right. <laughs> Nobody's telling him to finish it, though, I don't think. I think the guy tells the him. The guy to probably He's like, like, kill me or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, like, he does want to be dishonored. Yeah, something like that. There isn't going so to be. So that dude's probably going to commit seppuku. Right. But, you know, where, where have we gone? <laughs> We've gone really far. Hey, there isn't going to be a Creed 3. Because Michael B. Jordan is going to say, I have time for two things. I have time to be Black Panther, and I have time to try he's, to win he's Oscars. He's not Black Panther. Yeah, he, he's the villain in Black Yeah, Panther. he's going to come back. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. God yeah. damn it. Right. Spoiler so. alert. Sorry, sorry, bud. He's, he's done with Marvel. He's not going to do Creed, though. He will. I don't think he will. I'll bet you. You'll bet? We're just going to have all these bets. How, what's our other bet that we had? The length of something? 
Yeah, like the length of Dumbo. Oh, yeah. Right? Dumbo will be over two hours, I said. Yeah, okay. I'll take this bet because I'm going to win. No, you said... Uh, <laughs> what I say? <laughs> she said... Yeah, you said it was going to be close to three. Like, no. Two, you said 240. Yeah. I think I said over 220. Is what over 220. Over 220. Okay. Yeah. okay. Michael we'll, B. Jordan will do Creed 3. Okay. How, how much? Tim, was the other one 10? It was 20. Oh, it was 20? Yeah. Well, let's do 10 on let's this one because we're not rich. I'm not a millionaire. Right. Okay. <laughs> you guys want to get in on these bets. No. You can. <laughs> Dumbo will not be 240. It'll be 220. Uh, there 221. Will be, there won't be a Creed 3. There will definitely there will be a Creed be. 3. Yeah. That's just ludicrous. No. Speaking of Black Panther, they don't walk away from low. They don't walk away from gigantic franchises that make millions of yeah. dollars. Right. We'll have to see how this one does. Yeah. Maybe Hulk had a son. Now, there you go. Yeah. Or they can bring back or Milo Ventimiglia. Mr. T had a son. Yeah, yeah. Mr. T had a son. Would you pay for a Milo Ventimiglia Rocky movie? Because I wouldn't. The heroes Milo Ventimiglia? Yeah. Isn't that Rocky's son in Rocky Yeah, Bobo? yeah. I no, but like, I, his, like his character from Heroes. Like he can like. No one gives you know? a shit about any of that. Because <laughs> otherwise. Like, seriously, like, no one cares. I totally agree with you, though. No one would go see that movie. The, the only reason this is going to sell anything is because it's got Drago. You're hundred percent. No, wrong. dude. No, seriously. It's all about that. nostalgia at this point. That's I'm, why I'm the first. The, that's why this. Creed One did so well because of all the Drago references. No, no, <laughs> it's because it was a reboot. About? It was a reboot. I mean, it's not a reboot. It's I mean, a, it's, it basically is it's a, a continuation of the story of Rocky, just focusing on a different character. Yeah, but it's it's like the next Karate Kid. I just don't see it. Yeah, exactly. Really it's like the next Karate Kid. But like, I mean, again, there's a reason like no one went to go see that Miles Teller boxing movie. Which apparently was because fine. it doesn't have Sylvester Stallone in it, <laughs> and also Miles. You think anybody's going is... to see Creed one because it's from the director of Fruitvale Station? I mean, like the cinephiles, maybe the the general public is going to see it because it's a Rocky movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, with you. my dad saw it because it's a Rocky movie. He doesn't give a fuck who Michael B. Jordan is. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And he's your average moviegoer. Yeah. Also, Miles Teller isn't nearly as good looking as Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> that's probably that's probably true. Yeah. I agree, but they've turned into this like nostalgia lane. And I, think like, I, 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 I think it's I think it's only nostalgic that. now. Yeah, part with part two with I the mean, Drago uh, stuff. Sylvester Stallone carries a lot of that though. It's like, oh shit, it's Rocky. And also, like, I, mean, I mean, he is on. he's Rocky. What are you connecting the kid to Creed? nostalgia? That's like okay. saying Rocky yeah. sick, like Rocky Balboa exists on nostalgia. I don't think that's true either. I think it's I just. Mean, I mean, it's nostalgia in as much. It's nostalgia in as much as oh, that's a character from a movie I like. But, I mean, it's just a sequel to a movie. Like, that's like saying Godfather 3 works on nostalgia. Yeah, but it's like 30 years later. And it later. doesn't. It's terrible. 20 what? Years later, 25 years later. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Rocky Balboa's story was also kind of about nostalgia, wasn't it? I didn't see it. I don't know. <laughs> like, he was fighting because someone, like, basically wanted him to do a, a charity fight. Yeah. Like, was, based he, on his, the, the his com, name. The computer, program, the computer program said he would win in the real yeah. fight. So right, they had to right, really right. fight. So they had to start building hurt bombs or whatever. He said hurting bombs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's not. We're done with Rocky. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to talk real briefly. I don't know if you guys read about this. The Roseanne reboot. They're rebooting Roseanne again. Without they're, Roseanne. They're, they're killing Roseanne off. She's not going to have any creative or financial input into the show. And it's going to be called The Connors. Did we, did we talk about this? I think we talked about this as a possibility. This is oh, okay. 100% go now. They did a direct-to-series order of 10 episodes. Damn. So I'm excited. John Goodman's coming back. Laurie Metcalf's coming back. The two girls, Sarah Gilbert well, and Lisa Gordonson, and uh, mm. Michael Fishman are all coming back. So, what about Sarah Chalk? I don't think, but her her arc was already over in the other show that they oh, redid, okay. they redid because mm. she Roseanne, wasn't playing Becky anymore. Roseanne really, it wasn't really funny. What like her lines and shit in the show because no, yeah. it's she like, was it's the least funny part of the mainly show mainly because yeah. it wasn't she wasn't acting. She she used she was to legitimately be legitimately yeah. saying her lines 
as truth. Like, it was, well, she wasn't. It's not. A, I agree <laughs> with that. But they were I, writing the show around her yeah. crazy lines. But to be, but like beyond that, I would say she wasn't acting in that. Like she didn't seem like she, like she literally seemed like she was reading the lines off like a cue card or something. Yeah. Like she's terrible in it. Like mm-hmm. I've been rewatching the old show. It's on. It's still on Amazon Prime. They haven't scrubbed it from their uh, streaming. So, but I still been watch, I've been rewatching it, and uh, she's really good in the old, in the old show. Like she's she has like touching moments and very very funny moments, and her uh, banter with Dan and with uh, Jackie is all really good. And it's like when you rewatch when you watch those those new episodes, like she's terrible. Like she doesn't she lost everything in the you know thirty years in between when the except the twenty her, years or whatever. except her paycheck right. It's like when Schwarzenegger, after he was the governor, and he came back and tried to act, and now he's just horrible. And like he was mm. never a good actor, but he had he had like charisma back then, and now he's just like a blank, like nothing. He's horrible. And I mean, he's just old, and he's chosen to get worse at English, so it's, <laughs> it's hard for him. <laughs> Have you seen his new like any of his new stuff? Yeah, it's like uh, the Last Stand. Yeah, I mean that uh, he's terrible. Come on, he was bad. <laughs> that movie had fun elements, but he was terrible. Right. Yeah. He's he's all. I mean, he's just awful. And it's weird. It's it's interesting because you can look at. Not to get back on Rocky, but we can look at Stallone, who's been acting consistently pretty much. I mean, he took like a, maybe a two or three year break there in the late nineties, mm. but like you can look at Stallone and he's got like, you know, he's not he, not that the stuff he's doing is good necessarily. Although I think he, he was, was he was himself. really good in Creed, but you know he can still act like he could still pull a performance like Creed out of his hat, even though he's yeah. seventy years old. And Schwarzenegger is just he's, he's done. A, yeah, it's like. He's I mean, it's, it's just like boxing. Like, as soon as you, like, get out of it and take a break and your chops go away, like, it's super difficult to get that back. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, uh, I remember thinking that about Harrison Ford, too. Because mm. he just, like, suddenly, it seemed like he stopped acting for a while. And then he showed back up in, uh, I don't even know, like, Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh. And that he was, you know, he's. I didn't see that until recently, so I don't know. I don't have like a gauge about that, but I remember seeing uh, when I saw first, first a oh, Force Awakens. He's good in that, I, I think. think the so Crystal Skull is old, right? Two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. Ten years. I'm Jeez. old. Wow. Okay. New ones coming out next year, though. Sure. Oh, uh, sure. Harrison. No Lucas involvement. Harrison Ford's in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh damn. Shia LaBeouf is not though, right? Yeah. Hey. Kennedy said that they would never do. They'll never pass the torch. They would never do an Indiana Jones movie without Harrison Ford being involved. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. The whole like pass the torch trend yeah. failed. Like the you know they were gonna pass the Bourne torch, didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's who they choose to pass it to. Like they're gonna make Jeremy Renner the next action. Star. They were. They were. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. They were gonna pass the Mission Impossible torch to Jeremy Renner. That's too. right. I remember that. And yeah. Failed. Ugh, no. I mean that movie was great, but no, no torch pass. Ghost Protocol, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. It's so yeah. good. It's a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> much I can't, better. I can't wait for the new one. Much me too. Much yeah. better than Rogue Nation. I'm worried about the yes. new one because of Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation and because was, Charles and, McQuarrie came back. Christopher. Chris, well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, he <laughs> he's definitely he's I a director. Way of the Gun. I know. I I used to love it, and I still like it a lot. But he's like he's awful now. Like his direction is so generic. He's not a great action filmmaker. First, first Mission Impossible repeat director. Yeah, which seems like a bad idea, but the trailers are really cool. So it does look good. Mm. It looks like the action in this looks better than any of the action in any of the movies so far. I think it looks amazing, with the exception of maybe Ghost Protocol, just because like the building sequence is so fucking bad. <laughs> so good. I mean, the climbing the, the building, the so sands, the standstorm that follows it. The standstorm is amazing. The stand, the standstorm. <laughs> stand. <laughs> stand <storm. laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving on 
to what we watched. Uh, who wants to jump in this this muck? You want to talk about Mystery Train? Sure. I just rewatched it last night. Right. Directed by Jim Jarmusch from '89. Yep. It uh, takes place in probably what is my favorite city on earth, Memphis, uh. Tennessee. It's an amazing city. Nice. And uh, arguably my favorite city a lot because of this movie. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, was uh, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, me too. I didn't remember much about it going into it, and then everything started clicking back. I, I For some reason, I thought that the Japanese couple was going to see the ghost, and I kept waiting for that to happen. Right. And when it didn't, I was like, what the fuck? But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, <laughs> Joe Strummer and Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. as, like, this kind of odd couple is hilarious. And, uh... Yeah, for for some re- for some reason the first I thought I remembered like it going back and forth between the stories oh, a yeah. bit more instead of just story 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 and then the wrap ups. It's definitely got his whole. Uh, I mean, that's like his thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, like especially in the '80s when his first few films are like they're all like vignettes. You right. Know? Yeah. And I think that his there. I didn't go full five on this thing, which I thought I was, but um. I think it's because of the the vignetting. I think I think that something like um, Dead Man, which is f- like uh, I can I can safely say is my favorite Jarmish film now. Mm. Uh, you know, working at, from a like a completely linear story. You know, it's just about this guy and his journey, right? And it's not jumping back and forth between characters or you know jumping to a whole different story. I think it works better than this or night on earth or uh even like strangers in paradise which is also you know following the same people but it's vignetted so yeah i don't know i just think that uh kind of works better but i do i did not to say that i don't enjoy this though right i loved it yeah i love i think that the japanese guy is like the coolest person i've ever seen oh yeah like his lighter shit that he can do with his zippo yeah and like even when she like you know lights a cigarette with her toes, yeah, that was amazing. great. And the, it's interesting. I never didn't notice this the first time, but Joe Strummer he's got the he's got a Zippo too, and he tries to do the exact same tricks and he can't do them. At right? The end. He's yeah. like fucking it all up. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, but uh, I don't call you Sam and Dave, do I? <laughs> My name is Dave. <laughs> he's he's good at it. Actually, yeah, he's, yeah. He's probably better in this than other things that i've seen him in right like um what's the uh the movie from the guy who's the guy who did sid and nancy cox alex cox the movie that he did with him was it straight to hell yeah that straight it? to yeah, hell right. he's he's not great in that nah. <laughs> he's fun in it but he's not he's right he's right. not as bad as jim jarmusch is in that movie as the oh. villain and he's horrible <laughs> wow but uh <laughs> yeah but uh, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's very funny at points, yeah. and uh, the whole sequence with Tom Noonan in the arcade diner with the yeah. Italian woman is amazing. His whole story and like how he's just trying to like he's just so menacing, but yeah, he's very real. It's like this very real kind of menace where you've met people like this who are like friendly, seem friendly, but they're really trying to get money from you or trying to fuck you over some way, or they could yeah, yeah. potentially hurt you. Yeah, and like I I like. I really liked the costuming that they put on him because, like, he's already, like, really tall and lanky, but they just made him seem, like, 
so spider like. Yeah. It, the, the, it worked the, so well. The skullet with the ponytail. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like, he's, he's really creepy. Yeah. It's, he's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I loved it. Good four stuff. Out of four, and a, four and a half out of five. I'd call this a five. Um, I'd probably put this at number three on, like, I'm working on a ranked list of Jarmish, and this will probably be number three. Word. Whereas, like, Down by Law for me is number one, and then Dead Man. I've only seen Down by Law once, but this would be number two for me behind Dead Man. Right. Damn, number two is four and a half? Yeah. It's pretty... What, what, do you, what do you want from me? Huh? <laughs> Top three's got to be fives. Do they? <laughs> I, I've my, Depends my, on the director. My James Grade list has no fives on it. Damn. But they're all good movies. With the exception of the, maybe the Yards isn't isn't that great, but the rest of them are all really good. Who was it who did um, You Were Never Really There? You Were Never Really Here. 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 Is Ramsey, Lynn Ramsey. Okay, okay. For some reason I was thinking it was James Gray. No. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a Lynn Ramsey fan. Like I didn't like Ratcatcher at all. But I'll tell you, you were never really here. Rules. It's amazing. Awesome. It's so fucking good. You guys are all missing out. I'm the only one who's seen it. I win. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna see it. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, sure, I mean, sure you eventually. are. Sure you are. <laughs> I just really want. It. Real quick, actually, speaking of that, of John not seeing movies. <laughs> Jr. Sorry. Uh just the movies that you haven't seen is they're ridiculous. Like how have you not seen Ransom? He hasn't what? seen Ransom. You mean the Mel Gibson movie? Yes. You're like is that the only mildly of... successful random 90s Mel Gibson movie? <laughs> it's a like, huge movie. You're not missing shit. I disagree. It's great. But it's not, yeah, it's not I was okay. I was too young to see it when it came out. I saw it in the theater. Have you seen The Fugitive? Yeah, but I'm younger than you. Slightly. Yeah, I've seen The Fugitive. Are you sure? I've seen. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Jurassic Park? I've seen the, the sequel to The Fugitive too. Oh, U.S. Marshals! I US saw it in the theater. I've seen Predator. Predator Two. I have. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. You've seen a lot of random shit, and then like I look at your your letterbox feed, and you've seen. I keep. I was telling my wife you, that I like look on your feed, and I'll see a movie, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's that movie that came out last year," but it's not. It's some movie that has the same name that's from like 1917. <laughs> 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 it's like, what the fuck is this? You know. It's like you've seen that, but you haven't seen Julian uh, Donkey Boy. Well, I mean that's you know that is weird just <laughs> being a cinephile. But time. I know right. you don't you don't like Harmony Korine, right? So it's like that's okay. No, I guess. But, but John, you you're, haven't seen, you're over here the guy who is Copland. Ransom is a you weird hill to die on. Copland. <laughs> no, <laughs> bizarre to Copland's me. Copland's pretty good. I it's think. amazing. I, it's not. I haven't. It's you have notes on what he has watched. I haven't, all skipped, kinds of I haven't skipped it because Top I thought it'd be good. bad. Red Dragon. This man has not seen. I can't. I can't vouch for that. I what? can. Haven't seen it. Red Dragon's since incredible. Released. Like was that two thousand two? Brett Ratner's yes. Red Dragon. Yes, I know. Brett Ratner sucks dick. I mean, by the time I had seen, <laughs> by the time I knew what Red Dragon was, I also knew that I didn't want to go see a Brett Ratner movie because he. You're wrong. I was like, because Brett, Brett Ratner, Ratner. Because did because X-Men Rush Hour 3. sucks. Rush Hour sucks so X-Men hard, right? Sucked. You've seen, you've seen Rush Hour. I've seen Rush Hour <sighs> and Rush Hour Two. X Men Three was. I have not seen Rush Hour 3. Yeah, he took a franchise and destroyed I'm not saying... Not, I'm not, <laughs> look, look, look. He took a franchise and destroyed it. Well, I'm not going to argue for... I heard that he destroyed Bre- it twice. I heard that Red Dragon was not good. You're wrong. Okay. You well, heard wrong. I, I, in, fact, in fact, I would say... Have okay, you watched this recently? I've watched it in the last two years. Okay. And I bought it on Blu-ray recently, and I, I it's ripe for a rewatch. 
and I'll tell you this, based on my last viewing, it's and this is going to be controversial. Uh-oh. It's every bit as good as Silence of the Lambs. I stand fucking by it. I swear to God, it's every bit as good as Silence of the Lambs. It's way better than Hannibal, which is a well, piece yeah, of shit. I mean, that's, well, that's, no uh, one's arguing that. That's, okay. That's like I'm just saying. Well, I think a lot of people would say Hannibal is better. They're wrong. Because they're like, <laughs> I like Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott's a better director than Brett Ratner. Hannibal was rough. It's horrible. It's <laughs> yeah. horrible. And Ridley Scott, like, I, I mean, his 80s stuff, like, you know, late 70s to, like, mid 80s, I can kind of understand. But, like, after that, it's like, Gladiator, really? Dude. Gladiator. Everybody loves Gladiator. He won director for Gladiator. Gladiator, bro. But is that, like, a blip on what is... I don't think most people would say. I think most people would say he's great because he did... Uh, in the, after right right after he did Gladiator, he did Black Hawk Down, which okay. was people huge. Love, people love that movie. Yeah, yeah, right. And I mean, he, and uh, didn't he do another war film? GI Jane, GI Jane. Well, that was before, but that was that was right, huge right. too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like GI Jane. I mean, I don't think it's amazing, but it's All pretty right. good. But I mean, I yeah, I think I think he has a lot of defenders out there that he does like popcorn cinema that's really like elevated popcorn cinema, like like uh, a la. Spielberg almost or something you know he's he's the guy that people think they really like until they go look at his IMDb page <laughs> yeah. and they're like whoa there's a lot of shit on here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he did a good year <laughs> yeah <laughs> right I can't remember he I had a body seen... of lies <laughs> have you seen Black Rain That's not good no I I I, I, I want to see Black rented Rain. it from the library multiple times I've never watched okay, it though okay. I mean I, I want to right, so, right how have you never seen that like, sorry I haven't <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, you. I'm not a person who watches seven Robin movies Hood? in a day. Yeah, I guess I just, you know. That happened. For some Gross. reason, I'm not like, I need to go watch every film from Mel Gibson. I have done I thought, that okay, with Kirsten Johnst, which I'm about to talk about. Have you seen Braveheart? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Road what, Warrior? Guys, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, seen Road Warrior. <laughs> hey, John's over here. He hasn't seen Jaws. I haven't. So... But I, again, how are you going to go it, see the Meg if you've never seen it? Yeah. <laughs> I'd end rather die game. than see the Meg. I look here. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a completionist, though. You are a self-purported completionist, right? I mean, so it seems weird to me that even though, obviously, Ron Howard's a hack, but even though he's a hack, it seems like you would have seen everything he did. No. I know you've seen Cinderella Man, which is fucking weird. I saw that in the theaters when it came out. I don't know. I know. Like, you saw Cinderella Man. You've seen Da Vinci Code, but you haven't seen Ransom. I don't want chocolate milk on me. You haven't seen the good movies that he's done, only the shitty ones. Because, you know, he's, like, made all these movies that came out. I can't. I don't know why I've seen the sequels to Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I don't either. But, uh, I haven't seen any of those. Me neither. At Thank all. Christ. Yeah. I read the Da Vinci Code and hated it. And so you, my, I have to see the movie. My, well, my my now <laughs> wife wanted. To, that's like my wife does not go to see movies. So whenever she does, it's like, all right, let's go. I completely understand that. But like, from that perspective, I'm the same way. Like if my wife said I want to go see a movie, we're going to see that movie. Yeah. Have you seen Apollo 13? Yes, yes. Okay. which is weird too, right? Because it came out around the exact same time as Ransom, but it was kid friendly. That's what I'm trying to think. Kid friendly, huge movie. movies around Ransom. That's like that's like <laughs> a have movie. you seen Forrest Gump? Yes. Because <laughs> it's kid friendly. <laughs> as a kid, I thought it was kid friendly. Viet fucking nom. <laughs> but so that's like one of the ones that you go to a friend's house and like their parents are just watching it on TV right. on cable, so there is no Viet fucking nom no. scene. Mm. Uh, if yeah. they curse in Apollo 13, I don't remember it because I've probably seen that more on television than I have anywhere else. Same with Jurassic Park. I mean, I, we actually, I, I used to watch that on VHS because we used to just watch the guy get eaten on the toilet on repeat. Um, 
So like, Apollo 13 is a solid movie. No one, you never go to, you didn't go to your friend's house in 1994 or five and someone like, some dad just got like ransom on TV. That actually did happen. Not in 1995, but in 1996 when it was on VHS, whenever it was fucking on heavy rotation. I was making a guess. I I guess it came out in 94, but I don't know. I think it came out in 95, but that's, or maybe 96. It was huge. It it was a gigantic, it's not, it's not remembered. Like, obviously like, yeah, I've seen Braveheart, right? Yeah. But Braveheart's a more remembered film, but Ransom was gigantic at the time. That's a great, oh my God. Uh, 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 uh. Donner? (laughs) That, that have you w- seen all the Lethal Weapons? That was huge. No, I have not seen all the Lethal Weapons. Okay, that's insane too. That's, that's not insane. insane. That's I didn't. Insane. I didn't. I had I never. Seen have you seen the first one? Yeah, but I didn't see it until I was like a complete. Two, adult. three, four. No, none of them. You haven't seen two? No. Oh, two. Two is the best one. Two is the best one. Yeah. I've only seen one and four. Four. It goes for me. It goes like this: two, one, four, three, and three yeah, is like two, way four. down there. Like, three like, is horrible. I think I like four more. I, I blame my father. Goofy. You know, seen out in the movies? No, he like he used to take me to Blockbuster and just like pick out. All right, this action movie's good. This action movie's good. So I kind of like yeah. as far as action goes, I was kind of like up to him. Yeah. So I've seen a lot, like just a shit ton of Jackie Chan. Uh, um, fuck, I've seen yeah. a lot of Van Damme. Uh, fuck yeah. Seagal. Um, not as much Seagal, but yeah, some Seagal. Siege? Yeah, both okay. both under favorite Jackie Christ. Chan movie. Favorite. Yeah. Drunken Master. Uh, I mean, it's probably still a Bronx Tale. Just mm. kind a of Bronx Tale. Really? Try again. <laughs> Are you serious? Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> a Bronx Tale is not my favorite. <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx. Right. I was like, I like, I like oh, a, Bronx, a Bronx right. Tale starring Jackie Chan. It's like <laughs> yeah. the Chaz, Chaz <laughs> Palminteri. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a, that's a bad De Niro movie. directed it. Oh, Chaz Palminteri's in it. He wrote the yeah. play that it's based on, okay. and he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I did not like that movie. And that dude who looks Rumble vaguely like Corey Matthews, but like not. That kid is uh, in Rumble jail now for murder. Good. Or, wow. Or B and E. Yeah, he was on Sopranos also, and then he okay. got busted. Did you guys it. watch uh, Jackie Chan? Because I remember thinking yeah, yeah. we watched Rumble in the were... Rumble in all those Americans or his post like Hong Kong stuff, like like Rumble in the Bronx and, and to- uh, First Strike. It's not really like American a, though. Tokyo post the the, the, the kind of stuff that. Police, police, story. police story when you're <laughs> when we were kids yeah, yeah, and it was story. like mid 90s early 90s you couldn't see i mean i i wasn't even aware of like drunken master and things like this no Be- but those there. movies were like way in the past and they didn't come over here once, but rumble in the bronx played in the theater once here, rumble so. in the bronx came out though like blockbuster had all that shit i remember renting uh police story all that stuff i saw police story much police later yeah huge yeah mm. but uh i i'd have to say that uh my favorite Jackie Chan movie is Rush Hour, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Deal with it. It's uh, very enjoyable, very funny, and the good action. It's got some good action. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I watched the latter fight from like uh, First Strike on YouTube. Did you see the most recently. recent one? Uh, what's it called? What was it called? No, oh, was the Foreigner. The Foreigner. Mm. No, it was all right. It had its moments. Yeah, it's okay. It's got a Cliff Martinez score that's too good for it. Um, he's he'll do, he'll do that. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> he's cashing he in. Do anything right. Uh, but anyway, have you seen the Mighty Ducks? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> One of my most disappointing birthdays, I got a bunch of friends and we went to go see uh, Mighty Ducks three or D three in the theater, That's and bad. we were like, "It's a brutal one. This sucks." That, yeah. came, to, all... that came to theaters. Yeah, I yeah. saw it in theater. I remember seeing it on VHS and like, "Hey, it's D 3 I remember being like, and... "The whole movie, like, where are the badass guys that just hit people?" <laughs> right. And they're not there because they didn't go to college because they're too stupid. Right, but then Fulton's they show up at the end. Show? Oh, show up at the very end, and I'm like, "How are you playing for a college team? You didn't go to college." 
No, it's like a they prep school, the isn't it? Like, is, I don't like some like super high level high school. Maybe uh, it felt knows. like a college when I was a kid, but That's I don't. Awful. Yeah. I haven't seen it in yeah decades. Or maybe it's like in Canada, or like there's that middle thing between high school and university. Community college. No. I don't know. Not the, quite, the army, but like, no well, <laughs> it's not Korea. Uh, I've never, I've never been. been well, to listen, Canadia. listen. Okay, let's let's rein it in real quick. I'm sorry, I, I'm to blame, but let's just rein it in. Uh, all those movies are coming, so get ready. Can, I'm about to talk about a really important movie. Okay, go ahead. Culturally significant. Do it. Okay, this is uh, called Woodshock. Oh yeah, Woodshock. <laughs> yeah. The uh, feature debut great, of right? directors Kate and Laura Mulvey. Mm. Starring uh, Kirsten Dunst, which is why I watched it. I heard that uh, Kirsten Dunst was in this and did a lot of drugs. I was like, I've never seen her do that. I've so heard, I've heard a lot out. of good things about this movie, actually. Great. Then I recommend you check it out and find out how wrong those things are. <laughs> 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 this is like, a, I don't know. There, there's just like a lot of pretty shots, and I'm okay with pretty shots. But like when they're attached to like a weird like half quarter plot like there's just there's not really a plot but there's when there's a plot there's like a thriller stuff going on and it's just like it's just bad mm. it's just really bad and uh they're like the first half of the movie where they're trying to like set things up kirsten dunst is terrible and mm. i don't i don't know why because she's not she's not terrible someone made her terrible for this mm. but when she starts doing a lot more drugs and hallucinating she gets better um what has she not been terrible in Every every movie she's ever been in. She's great in Spider Man. Melancholia. She's I'm not bad. arguing that she's bad. I was just I'm just genuinely interested in what movies you think that she's really good in. No, I just I fell in love with her when I was twelve. And I oh, just, okay. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. That one movie that she's in, Crazy Love, is that it? Or Cra- Crazy Stupid Love? No. No, no. It is Crazy Love. It's like crazy slash love. Yeah, she's got she's in love with the Hispanic guy and yeah. she's like almost naked throughout the whole movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember loving that. She <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was one. She's in the uh, the Jinx guy, the, the like the Robert. Movie Dur- oh about yeah, him. yeah, that movie's terrible. All good things. Yeah, I, I couldn't stand that. Oh uh, no, yeah, it's not good. But I just remember her being naked. She's oh, she's naked in Melancholy. Also, I'm always talking about her being naked. She's she's uh know. she's really good in uh, you know, like Virgin Suicides. She's pretty good. Yeah, I remember like she's another one. I would go to Blockbuster just like oh, here's the nuts in this. Let's get it. There's like wow. one she's Bring in it on. Cisco. Did you watch it's, Bring like, It On? Yeah. That's probably that. why. That's probably how this happened, honestly. <laughs> but, Cisco, uh, huh? Yeah, she's in a movie with Cisco thong that I remember thong, thinking thong. was really funny when I was thirteen. <laughs> I don't know what that or fourteen. Uh, Whatever. Uh, this movie's not funny. This movie is not good. This movie has like a that that you know that bearded that bearded Dane that people like to put in their movies now. He was in uh, what the Danish guy. Yeah, I understand what a Dane uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> he's in like a, a hijacking he's in game of thrones oh oh P- yeah, P- yeah, 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 P- yeah yeah right 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 asbeck that guy's he's yeah i don't he was no, like no, there's one moment where he just like freaks out and it's like i don't know who <laughs> i don't know like in what universe you thought this would be good acting but <laughs> it's not this universe what is you, the plot here oh sorry the plot <laughs> there's just so little of it uh Kirsten Dunst's mom dies and she works at a weed dispensary mm. and um I'm out. She she uh <laughs> she goes through mental crises and uh Pilu Asbeck's her boss 
and there's maybe uh, poison or like a really strong hallucinogenic ju- drug in one of the jars of weed, and I don't. Uh, that's that. That's it. Who cares? Wow, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, someone, you, someone else dies. Did you like a hijacking? I thought that was okay. Uh, yeah. I hated it. <laughs> it wasn't his fault to be fair it was just really boring yeah i didn't see did you see a war a war no i didn't see a war because it was from the director of a hijacking yeah. so i was yeah, out i'm like same. i don't want to see that shit yeah. <laughs> all right well i just stumbled through this review like like i took a lot of drugs before it but uh <laughs> one and a half out of five this was really bad wow Damn. don't don't go don't I, do it I'll, i might stay away based on your review now <clears throat> and the pilu guy being in it yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, one and a half is pretty low, but it's not as low as Transcendence, Ooh. which is a one. Directed by one. the man, the myth, the legend, right? Directed by who? The uh, know. Wally Fister, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cinematographer what for is, Nolan. What is this yeah. movie? He sucks completely. The Johnny Depp movie dog, where he dude. becomes a computer. <laughs> this is oh, the, the Singularity? Yeah, the Singularity movie. Yeah. Did oh, you no. see this? No. Oh, okay. What? It's not even no. It's not even the singularity. It's not even that. Okay, like there's. Okay. It's the philosophizing, is it? Not? No, it's not. Okay, no, well, it's, it's not. It's not. There's nothing intelligent in this movie. No, do I'm saying say, that's what bothers you. Do no? they say the word singularity in the trailer? No, no? They, they don't even. In the I, trailer, okay. I didn't hear singularity once. Okay. I just remember there's a scene real quick. There's a scene where Morgan Freeman. I didn't see the movie, but I I, I watched a clip, and there's a scene where Morgan Freeman meets Johnny Depp as the computer, and yeah. he's like. Can you prove to me that you that you can uh, that you understand things or that you know who you are or whatever? And Johnny Depp's like, "That's an interesting question. Can you?" <laughs> yeah, like, I'm out. Like that's okay, that's, that, like the- that's like the linchpin of the whole plot. Okay, because it's like <laughs> that is the true test. Okay, you ask the computer to like have right. to prove that you exist, or whatever. It's just, uh, and the, okay, the dumbest <laughs> thing is like um, Johnny Depp dies. And then they're like, okay, we can transfer his consciousness, which is fucking absurd. But, like, it, and then, like, they get the, uh, the to, to begin with, though, there's, like, this artificial intelligence already created. Like, they've created it. We created artificial intelligence, and he's the creator, blah, blah, blah. And then there's this, like, rebel faction of, like, anti. Unplug. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's actually. Like, they have, like, the tattoo yeah, with, like, the, yeah. the, the cable being unplugged yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's insane. They hate technology. Wow. Um, and one of them is Lucas Haas. Right. And he, he, like, offs himself, like, within 30 seconds. He's just, like, in the movie for 30 seconds. This it's is, ridiculous. Doesn't he, like, show up in every Christopher Nolan movie 30, for 30 seconds? He's just, like, a 30 seconds. Is he guy. in Nolan movies? It's, it's pretty sad. He's definitely in Inception for, like, in a minute. Maybe he wasn't in Dunkirk. He probably wasn't. I don't know. I don't He's not British. He was. So. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah, there's already the AI, which is created. And the AI ends up, like, the, the twist of the movie, I guess, is, like, the AI just mimicked, like, Johnny Depp's, like, personality. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> That's the fucking movie. And it's, like, it, just, it goes rogue, <laughs> and it, like, creates, like, uh, nanobots and shit. And, like, right. it's, like, the cloud of nanobots. And it's just, like, dude, it's, like... It, it the movie looks like uh, the dramatization of like sci-fi or like science uh, science channel like shit on this like oh nanobots in the future they're gonna like beca- it, it like the actual movie looks like the dramatization they would have in those shows it's insanely <laughs> wow. bad and it looks horrible the whole movie looks horrible it looks like everything is green screened 
They're not in any of these locations. And they so they. And this is the cinematographer of Inception, right? Yeah, yeah. they make such it's a big insane. deal about how great of a uh, how great of a DP Wally Fister Dude, is, and no. look at how shitty his movie looks. No. <laughs> yeah, if you get a chance to watch it, please watch hack. it. It's so bad. Maybe he, he wasn't the witness DP the horror. I think I'd he wasn't just the DP, but that's a, I mean, <laughs> you think he would have some say so? No. Like he's he's uh, he's garbage. Nolan sucks. I'm looking Wally here Fister that sucks. this is 119 <laughs> minutes, so I think I'm I'm out. It's bad. Not on this. I don't you watched this? I why? I don't even know. I don't even know. It was on Netflix. <laughs> oh. I was like, this might be decent. Maybe no. Uh, who can say no. why we choose the things we choose to watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. So, is yeah. That's the right. Whole. Right. <laughs> it's bad. Don't watch it. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Kevin. So I rewatched uh, Ghost Dog: Way of the Samurai. Fuck yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I like I like all the readings from the Hagakuri and uh, that soundtrack, soundtrack and like <laughs> I think it's like a really well, well paced movie. Like it moves at a very steady pace and keeps it up through the entire movie. Doesn't fall behind. Doesn't get too far ahead of itself. Just goes like it should. Um, Forrest Whitaker is great. Uh, all the the mob guys are are really funny. Especially when there's they start talking about public enemy, and um, yeah, I like when he shoots Four the guy in the through the sink. That was very very cool. I I really like all the procedural stuff, like him, like when he puts the piece of pa- that piece of tape over the glass, and he shoots through the glass, like to keep the glass from shattering. Yeah, just like cool little stuff like that. It's really neat. Yeah, it's like. Um, when he cleans his sil- he like cleans his silencers, he like takes them all apart and shit. Really yeah, cool. and he does a little wave back and forth before he puts it back in the holster. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little silly, but yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> obviously the bear scene, the hunting bear scene, is like the probably the best thing Jarmusch has ever done. It's mm. just an amazing scene. Yeah, it's incredibly written. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, very very good stuff. And like, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how this fits into like. Um, Jarmusch is like canon of stuff because I think it's probably his most violent aside from like maybe Limits of Control. I would, um, say, I would say Dead Man is more graphically violent. Uh, than that's this true. Movie, that's true. But, but this movie is violent. Right. So I guess this would be like number two behind Dead Man. I think it's his. I mean, he was experimenting with genre with Dead Man yeah, in yeah. this movie. He was like, you know, he made a Western and then he made like a gangster samurai movie. Yeah. Like a Melville uh appropriation kind of thing i guess yeah and i think i think it works very very well like personally i didn't really care for le samurai Mm -hmm. um army of shadows is a much better movie (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah four out of five cool cool it's really cool speaking of assassins i rewatched the professional uh which is just a really messy, uh, complicated situation with the title because, you know, it's called Leon or Leon, but it's like, it's called The Professional in America. And on the when you watch the theatrical cut, it's called The Professional. Like it says The Professional. Mm. So I, We're in America and we do it right. That's right. That's so right. I watched the American theatrical cut, which I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, the international cut's like 20 minutes longer and it's got all the stuff with... Like, they go and he, like, teaches her how to kill people and stuff. And they, like, barge into people's apartments and kill them. It's pretty intense. Um, really? Yeah. I've ever seen that. 
yeah it's 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 uh i mean it's it's fine it's just there's a lot just a lot more of it you know i think this one's a lot tighter obviously it's shorter but it's like also kind of trims all that stuff which you don't really need and were were we trying to tighten it as americans or were we trying to get out like the kind of like weird moral business of them i think i think that's more of it i mean i I read that it was a lot there's actually a lot more like about her being sexually interested in him and things like that and they wanted to get rid of that for the american audiences because i mean there's 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 quite a bit of that still in there which is weird but uh for americans you know but um i mean really for for humans because it's just weird that you know um, (laughs) she was like 12 when she filmed this yeah she's very very young and uh but it's interesting because like the way jean renault plays the character he's like um you know like a mental midget he's like a he's slow you know he's just like he's like he's almost like a um like an idiot savant like he's really good at killing people but he's like kind of dumb in every other way and so it makes like it's he's not threatening to her in any kind of a sexual way or you don't expect him to ever like take advantage of her or anything so it works really well in that way and uh i think it's incredibly well made Luc Besson in the 90s I mean the guy is just uh, the king he's so good and some of his decisions with camera work and like close-ups are just awesome uh action sequences are amazing they still hold up like the whole when Gary Oldman goes into the apartment and kills the whole family it's just it rocks there's (laughs) it's uh, the squib work is amazing (laughs) it's just kicks to the last yeah that's yeah that's a great (laughs) moment Uh, (laughs) got time for this mickey mouse bullshit he's he's good in it he's a, he's i mean obviously over the top but it, I, yeah you know, i don't <laughs> yeah it yeah. doesn't always work i'll be honest <laughs> yeah he, well he, his performance i would say is kind of like the weak the weak point of the film if i had to point one out but it's not you know it's not horrible or it's not bad it's just it's just a little too much sometimes but i will say this these are things i never noticed before like the idea that he's a dea agent so he's working in the in the within the constraints of the federal government. He's like an agent of the federal government, but he goes and murders this whole family, uh, shoots the mother in the bathtub. Like she's obviously defenseless, right? How's he going to explain that? How's he going to explain the fact that they killed this child and this uh, teenage girl? But the thing about the reality of the professional is that he doesn't have to explain any of it. That's like that's the type of he's just a villain. Yeah. He does bad things Corruption and he is does, that deep. Exactly. He's not held accountable for them, mm. which is it doesn't make any sense in the reality that we know. But in the reality of this world where New York looks like Paris, and as long as you're inside of an apartment building and uh, all the cops <laughs> look like their SWAT team from Paris, <laughs> you know, they're using <laughs> European style automatic weapons because apparently they filmed all those scenes in Europe. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's just nice. weird. I wish I never knew before. It makes total sense though, because yeah. seriously, like look at the apartment. It's very European. Yeah. All like I'm saying, all the way they're dressed, all their like gear and stuff, it's not from New York at all. It's like totally European. And um hmm. like they're using like FALs and stuff like that. And we used to get into the Call of Duty lingo. <laughs> you know? And uh yeah, so it's like not American weaponry, not American gear. And they're also doing things that are just totally absurd. Like they fire a rocket into the apartment to yeah. blow him up. You know, it's like they would never do that shit, you know, and in reality. Well, I mean, it's very stylized. It's like No, it's stylized. I'm, I'm not saying that, but yeah. I'm saying that beyond that, it's like it's like the whole reality of the movie is stylized. Yeah, like, it's like it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's amazing. And it's very well done. And Jean Reno rules. And Natalie Portman's quite good in this. And I just love it. I just love it. And Danny Danny Aiello too doesn't. I, where did Danny Aiello go? He's amazing. 
Like he's fantastic. Right. I was wa- no, he's a lot. <laughs> I was wondering about that because like that's kind of another similarity with uh, Ghost Dog. How like mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, they have like the person who handles them. Their yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know like Italian. D- but Danny Aiello is not like is he a mobster? He's yeah, he's kind correct. of yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the DA when Oldman goes to visit him, he says, "When you've killed people for us in the past, we've always been happy with your work or whatever." Mm. So you get the idea that he's like connected in some way or whatever he's got that old man who's like eating spaghetti in the back of the place constantly. right uh yeah so just really good a little confusing because apparently like jean renault is playing like leon is a he's not french i guess he's like he's supposed to be italian really yeah hmm. like i never got that okay here's the weird thing this. okay his name is leon very yeah. french name right however and he's played by jean renault a very french actor like the huge nose thick accent okay but he speaks Italian. Anytime he speaks in a language, he's speaking Italian. Like he says, bene. <laughs> like, and when Gary Oldman goes to visit him, goes to visit Danny Aiello, he says that he's an Italian hitman. He's like this. Uh, he talks about how, how. I always got that as like, oh, he's just like a mafia hitman. Well, that's like, what I thought, yeah. too, except for the fact that he's speaking Italian throughout the entire I guess I film. Never and Danny Aiello doesn't correct him and say he's not Italian. He's French. You know, <laughs> like yeah, that's weird. It's bizarre. It's been a while since I've seen him. He has a definite French accent, though. I mean, he's extremely yeah. French. Yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, The Professional, probably the song's greatest film. I mean, I don't really think that's hard to argue. It's like this and then Valerian. No, I'm just kidding. It's like <laughs> this and then The Messenger for me, probably. But yeah. I love The Messenger. Not Fifth Element. Okay. No, Fifth Element's below Valerian for me. Oh, yeah, Valerian's what the better. Fuck? Yeah. I rewatched <laughs> it before I rewatched Valerian when yeah. you watch Valerian. And I the Fifth, watch. The fifth Element is not as good as Valerian. Unhappy faces around this table now. <laughs> Sorry. Deal with it. Uh, you know what? Uh, talk to me when you rewatch these movies. Okay? I, I will rewatch yeah, The Fifth yeah, Element. Do it. It's not, I'm not saying it's That's bad, right. it's very good. It's very enjoyable. It was like my favorite movie as a kid. It is, yeah. but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one thing that taints it a little bit, and this might not affect you because you probably haven't seen as much stuff recently as I have. But mm-hmm. like, it will now. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis is is problematic. Like he's really he's good in this movie. He's good in Die Hard. He's good in Die Hard with a Vengeance. He's actually really good in, with a Vengeance. But he just looking at him, I can't help but think of him now. And he's horrible now. Like he's not. He's not I horrible. Seen anything? Okay. He's not recently. horrible now. In that, like, he's a bad actor now. He is a bad actor now. But he's horrible, like, on a personal level. Like, go watch him on like a talk show or something. He's oh, really? just a, a sad sack piece of shit, uh, self serious asshole. Like, he's just he's an awful well, human he being. On top of the world now. He's a fucking piece of shit. I know. He yeah. is a piece of shit. <laughs> Death Wish. I mean, get fucking real. Have you seen it? No. But I saw the trailer, and it looks bad. Yeah. Uh. And he's doing a lot of direct-to-video stuff with, like, Henry Cavill and stuff. In I mean, it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Live that free or die hard or whatever the fuck. That taints right. it a little bit. That, I mean, that was, like, on. 20 that years ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> that was, like, 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but right. eight years ago. That doesn't, I mean, that doesn't taint it hard because, like I said, he's still good. He's good in the 90s, but it's mm-hmm. definitely, a, it's definitely. Mm, mm, you have some personal baggage. I do. Is what we're saying. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's like Mel Gibson. I mean. Braveheart rules. He's a fucking horrible person. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that is true. Here's the thing about Mel Gibson. Okay. Even Mel Gibson's not. Mel Gibson's a, a horrible racist. Whatever he said bad things about Jews and blacks and everything else. Right. And he has abused his wife. And yeah. Everything. He's a horrible person. Agreed. When he goes on Jimmy Kimmel, he's not a dick. Yeah, but you can be. I, you can be a dick. 
Because he hides it. I'd prefer yeah. the <laughs> I'd prefer the dick <laughs> to the fucking you know. Asshole? I would if I was you hanging out. I would if I was hanging out with him. If I'm watching their movies, I'd rather watch a, Mel, a new Mel Gibson movie than a new Bruce Willis movie. Mel Gibson can still act if he wants to. It's unfortunate that he's not getting given the, Mel Gibson. Oh, he was nominated for Best Directing Oscar two years ago. So yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Yeah, he's, I'd say he's pretty, pretty much, much back in. We haven't. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like audiences haven't been giving him a lot of money to get yeah. back on screen. Like I, I don't think he's been in a successful. A very successful movie mm. that he's acted in. Get the gringo? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll give him Oscars for that shitty, shitty movie. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> all I heard was how great it was. And it's, it's so this? bad. Hawk, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, Ooh. Jesus. That it was, was the worst I've movie I've ever that. seen. It's oh, so God. bad. That's in like, no, I, I, like all hyperbole aside. Top twenty worst movies I've ever seen. I am I, it, that. it is in that I'm, list. That's fair. It was horrible. In the movies I've seen in the theater, it's like it's it's up there. <laughs> it's it really bad. it really is. I still loved I laughed, watching it because it was hysterical. I laughed <laughs> way too much. Yeah, like any serious beat was just like a comedic beat. Talking about just like a horribly cast, terribly directed, awful looking, like, like the way this movie looked. City. Yeah. Looked like it was shot on an iPhone for fuck's sake. <laughs> I didn't have nearly as much fun as you guys did in that theater. <laughs> it was funny. Fucking as fuck. miserable. You didn't crack up when uh, with Hugo Weaving like freaking out and get, like his shit, everything. Every time Hugo Weaving was on screen, it was hysterical. He's awful in it. Oh, oh my god. We are we are just tangenting tangenting way too much today, if that's a word. And uh, so I'm sorry. Professional five out of five. Go ahead. Mm. All right, um, I watched The Last Exorcism because I wanted some bad horror after watching Hereditary. Uh, actually, this movie isn't very bad. Um, it's filmed in Louisiana, so I was like, I want to check this out. Around Baton Rouge in New Orleans. Um, it's like this sham bullshit, like self-proclaimed fake preacher, fake uh, exorcism preacher, like puts out an ad. He wants to do like, he wants to do an exorcist with his like camera crew. To like show how people like just eat up this shit, but how it's all bullshit. And of course, it's not. Bullshit. He <laughs> he he. The, the people Satan. that the people yeah the people <laughs> that he he goes to in South Louisiana are um, voodoo. There's something wrong. Oh, uh, and like so, it's like it's a found footage thing, uh, and it looks okay for being a found footage thing. And it's like this 2010. We're not we're not too deep into the found footage craze yet, uh, but. This is like a pretty great premise. Doesn't do enough with it. There's just like there's just not enough stuff that happens. Uh, you know, ending is kind of fun, but yeah, just not 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 like this. Is like supposed to be is like a really it's just supposed to be a really fun, like jump scare horror movie. I think because it's not like a very thoughtful horror movie, but it doesn't doesn't achieve what it wants. Not as good as the Exorcism of Emily Rose. I haven't seen that. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, don't, I saw it in the theater, but it was a, it was a three out of five for for decent intentions mm-hmm. and entertaining. Are enough. you a Blumhouse fan? Have you seen all the uh, Conjuring and all that shit? Insidious, uh, Sinister. I I have seen <laughs> I've seen Insidious and the Conjuring, but I haven't seen all all of Insidious it. Insidious two. I've three. actually heard that Sinister is the best one out of all of them. 
Yeah, I Believe I would like not. to see Sinister. Cause it's mm. got Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like, doesn't one of these have Ethan Hawke? Yeah, I haven't seen the Purge. Is Aliens? Purge Two is okay. The first Purge is horrible, hmm. and I didn't see any of the other ones. <laughs> the premise sounds. The premise good. is so good, and they just do nothing, especially on the first one. Like such a good premise. Let's set it all in one house. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Go outside. We want to see people getting destroyed. And then they do that in the second one. They're like, we're going to go out with this guy who's like a vigilante. He's going to go and like protect people. Such that That's bad. Like, take a good premise and then make it even better, right? And then that's that's like the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then it becomes this whole other thing where it's like politics and shit. And now they're just way into the whole political aspect of it. Like, if you've seen the most recent trailer, the first purge, like people like rioting and like they don't want the purge. No to the purge and all this kind of. Stuff. It's just so stupid. I just want to see people getting destroyed and like shot and killed and <laughs> people running in terror and driving. Like people driving in the streets like road warrior style. You know what I mean? Like trying to kill each other. The whole thing makes no sense, though. Really, if you like put any scrutiny on it whatsoever the purge makes no sense right can you just I, fly I out of the country I mean, yeah for 12 hours you know what i mean or like drive across the border into canada for a couple hours while it's going well, on isn't like part of the political thing that like yeah it's poor to kill people poor people do this right okay no, no, okay well answer me this if it's <laughs> it, this is why they have yeah. to read this they have to write themselves out of these problems because if you watch the first one yeah it's all the rich people have security systems right but it's like if the rich people have security systems, the poor people are getting killed. Who's killing anybody? Like, who are the people running around? Like, it's other poor people. Like, why? Why? Like, there's no motive. But the only motive that he gives for people running agents. around. I know now, but oh, in the okay. yeah, in the new one, that's what apparently yeah, it is. Like, but because they're like ex- we military. Because Marissa Tomei's like, we need this to work, you know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it makes no sense if you think about it in terms of like if they actually just did it. Like, what motive do I have to kill anybody outside of, like, I might be sick and want to kill somebody? How many people are actually sick and want to just kill somebody? Like, how many people out of the population do you think you could be like, you know what? If you want to, go ahead and rape and kill whoever you want to for the next 12 hours. How many people would actually take advantage of that? Like one in a million. Yeah. I, I hope not more than I think. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's just like, it's probably not many. And the amount of people who would just be holed up in their homes ready to fucking kill anybody who walks in. I mean, like, there's not, who, who would be on the streets during a purge, you know? But there's always hundreds of people yeah, running around like, in the streets. Right, right. the purge is coming out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in the second one, they sh- the beginning of it, it's like the purge is about to start, and there's, like, literally this couple whose car breaks down on the freeway, and they're on their way home. It's like, you're just on your way home now? Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like a yearly thing. Yeah. I, I take the fucking month off. Be like, home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's, like, it's just dumb. Uh, but anyway. well, Cindy just had to have her whole wheat for her sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> All right, exactly. anyway. So, speaking of other movies we haven't seen. Oh, wait. No, you have one you actually have seen, right? Wait, what? It's your turn. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, speaking of movies that fuck, like, destroy their fucking premise, like, it, the premise is good, but it's just, like, shit is the road. Okay. My God. Yeah. Like, I hated this movie. Sorry. It was just not... It was so fucking boring, and like it's just like they, nothing happens at all. And the the child mm-hmm. is uh, probably the worst thing ever. He's the worst actor. It is alive. literally Cody Cody Smith, Smith, yeah. It is yeah. quite literally an anchor on this film. I wouldn't just, say it for his other performances necessarily, but specifically the road. He's awful. See, I thought I liked Let Me In, and I rewatched that this week, and I was like, I oh hate, really? I hate Cody. Yeah. It just drug it down so bad, dude. And like, how about that score? 
Is the score horrible or what? Yes. It's it, like it is, so uplifting. It makes no it's sense in this movie. insanely bad. Um, Who did it? Is this, is this Nick Cave? Uh, I think it is Nick Cave, actually. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's not? It's Nick someone, Cave, didn't he, like... It's someone, like, this is pretty popular. I'll look it up. Keep talking. Um... Who the fuck was it? <laughs> I, I I got it. Give me a second. I want to know who it is. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Anyway, um, I, I like how they don't like really explain like what music happened. by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, never mind. It's, it's, it's horrible. I, I wanted to deny that. That I know, right? Because <laughs> right. they usually do amazing scores, and this is awful. Um, yeah, I like how they don't explain like like what happened. I'm assuming it's like some kind of like volcanic. Thing because the, the yeah. sky is covered. Apparently, in they don't explain it in the book either. So yeah, it, it's yeah. pretty obvious in the it's like some kind of volcanic thing or something. Right. But um, either that or, or like some nuclear kind of fallout. Yeah, right. I never saw any like irradiated people or anything. I I, I kind of just excluded that. I don't know the yeah. inbred cannibals or whatever. <laughs> they showed like they showed like a lot, a lot of ash on stuff. I guess they could have been nuclear yeah. fallout, but I mean, yeah. whatever. whatever. I did like the cannibalism though, but they didn't go like. They didn't go hard enough with it. Didn't show enough cannibalism. They really didn't though, because it's like it, they're they're showing it as like this thing, like you know, it's like pe- there's nothing to eat. All the animals are dead. So I yeah. can't grow anything. People are gonna start eating people, and it's like, I the, the basement scene where you see like the the meat or you know, the people it's meat. Pretty they, disturbing. That was disturbing as fuck. Yeah. But that's it. Like that was the only time I was like, damn, this is like kind of fucked up. And the rest of the movie, I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Like you just run across an old guy on the road, blah 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 bullshit it, I don't know and, and, the, and the movie wasn't like as like grand as I thought it was going to be it's, it, it felt really like claustrophobic mm. a lot of like inside houses like oh here's a huge mansion let's go to that man why the fuck are you going to this mansion obviously there's going to be people there like what the fuck are you doing yeah and they finally find the bunker with all the food and shit in it and they hear the dog or whatever Then so they have to move and it turns out that like that family was following them the entire time at yeah. the end, like, and I'm yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's like the, that's what's happening right now. Guy what, Pierce. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when Guy Pierce shows up and I'm like, I, why can't we follow this guy? I he know. He's amazing. <laughs> He's got the badass shotgun and everything. But I'm yeah. thinking like the kid, the kid, okay. The kid realizes like, oh, you've been following us this whole time. Oh, you have a dog. Oh, the dog. Oh, so you made us leave the bunker and now my dad's fucking dead. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? This movie is trash. I, I really hated this movie. <laughs> I remember there was talk of like Vigo getting like Oscar nominated for the I acting mean, in it. <laughs> like, and then it just got, I guess, like, I don't even know if it got like reamed by critics or anything. People just didn't see it. I saw it. I remember I saw it, hated it, but still went to the bookstore and bought Blood Meridian right after. For I'm some sure reason. the book's great. I'm sure no, I, the, bought, I bought the, Blood the book, Meridian. The no, but I'm, I'm, yeah. just saying, I'm just saying, like, I'm sure the book is great. Yeah, yeah. The book, like, the book is decent. Uh, it's it's you know pretty. It's a lot more visceral than the movie. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Blood Meridian is still better than both. Well, obviously, I remember sitting in the theater just trying to will myself into liking this movie. Yeah, because I, I, I had the I same love feeling. Tilcoat, you're coming off of the book. proposition, and you're thinking this guy exactly. is the king. I had the same feeling. I was like, you know, I like he's Vigo. horrible. I like Vigo. He's good. <laughs> and what like, is? A, can we talk about that? Like. Explain the proposition to me. How did this man make this film? I don't know. I really don't know. He's made nothing even like sort of close to being as good since then. He's made just fucking trash. See, the the proposition is fucking brutal, dude. It's fucking brutal and visceral and real. Yeah. 
This movie, fuck yeah, it just like, it just like skirts <laughs> around that fact. The whipping post scene is extreme, man. <laughs> but the roads should be like just fucking depraved and just like insane, yeah. and it's not. I, th- I remember reading reviews saying it was too bleak, and I was like, they don't know what bleak means. Apparently, oh, <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like faux bleak. It's like yeah, exactly. oh, it, it's, it's gray. Yeah, like, right. it's like eh. it has the appearance of being bleak on the outside. It's very superficial. Yeah. I don't know. It's lame. Yeah, it's no. Uh, <laughs> Give it a two. <laughs> what movie? Oh, um, the Belco Experiment. <laughs> That's a bleak movie. Right yeah, there. I can, uh, <laughs> the trailer made me want to fucking vomit. To be honest, <laughs> it's quite really disturbing. It's it's I just, don't it makes that. you just like you just get tired of it like midway yeah. through. So I don't want to see people getting executed anymore. <laughs> like I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Says the guy who wants a more brutal purge. I want. I don't want a brutal purge. I want a purge. Like okay, the second one is about Frank Grillo's character, who's uh, I don't know if you know Frank Grillo. He's like in all the is Captain the, America movies. He's one of the villains. Will Grillo? Frank Grillo? He's the Punisher now, isn't he? Grillo Pad? What? Isn't he now? <laughs> isn't he the Punisher on TV now? On Netflix no, TV? No, he's not. That's Who's John that? Bernthal. If same, John Bernthal was version? in The Purge, I'd watch The Purge. I'd probably give it another shot. I like John Bernthal. Right. But I'm not I don't worship him like some of our friends that we know. But uh Frank Grillo <laughs> is this kind of like a B movie actor, he's like a side, you know, character yeah. actor. And uh, he's in it as, like, this guy whose wife was killed in one of the other purges. So he's, like, decked out his car. He's, like, armored his car all up. And he's, like, an ex-Navy SEAL or something. So he's, like, running around, like, John Wick killing people, you know, in the night. Like, just tactically murdering people. Which is, that's amazing. Like, I would like to see more of that. But it's just, like, they get away from that, even in that movie. They start focusing on other characters. And I just don't give a fuck. (laughs) I want to see more Frank Gillow killing bad guys. Anyway. Yep. Kevin. So, uh, continuing on, Jarmusch uh, rewatched Coffee and Cigarettes. Um, didn't like it nearly as much as I thought I was going to. Like, a lot, like, again, it's literally all vignettes, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. and, you know. You gotta and, forgive this one for that, though, because it's... The, yeah, I mean, it's literally something history. that he, like, you yeah. know, did one here, one there, right. one here, one there, and then finally the whole thing comes out. It's like and, boyhood. And, yeah, yeah. But not focused on the same character. Exactly. And I don't know, like, most of the stuff just isn't really that interesting and um, not really that funny and just... It's been a long time. Yes, yeah, yeah. I can't really even I saw talk it about it. it. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time I saw it was when I rented it from Blockbuster when it first came out. Right. Yeah. I bought the Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I think the last time I saw it... Shit. Last time I saw it was nine years ago? This is like 03? 05, I think. 05? I'm I, I'm I'm scared because I hate I don't hate I, I dislike Kate Blanchett quite a bit at this point. I was like, oh, and I don't really like the white striped segment. This, I think is going to bother me. Yeah, I mean Tesla coil. <laughs> yeah, and like I liked. I mean, Kate Blanchett's good. Yeah, not amazing. Does she play twins? <laughs> uh, no, she plays herself and like her cousin. Right, but I mean, they're she's playing. Yeah, the same person. yeah, it's essentially the same person. Um. Yeah, so it's it's fun, but it's not amazing. Yeah, and like probably the best one for me was Iggy Pop and Tom Waits, but even mm-hmm. that one just gets like so weirdly awkward between the two of them. It's like like these two guys should be having like a lot of fun, and it's not fun. Well, like Iggy's the real deal, and Tom Waits is a fucking fake. So oh, <laughs> <laughs> what you got to say about that, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Like Jonathan's oh. like looking at me like 
Tom Waits. <laughs> and, and like, what do you think about that, Jr.? <laughs> I just I just didn't know there was anyone who didn't like Tom Waits. I love Tom Waits. I don't like Tom oh, okay. Waits. I like Tom Waits as a as a as a as like an actor. He's okay. I don't really like his music, but I, I hate his music. He's I'm, good not, actor. I'm not like a Brutal. diehard Tom Waits yeah, person. I, just, I don't like I don't like his phony singing. <laughs> like he puts on his voice like It's just like it's not it's not real. It's not real. It's like it's put on. It's phony. It's like it's like Aguilera singing. Don't don't knock. Christina? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock Christina. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's neither uh, here nor there. We don't want to get off on that, but uh, right. Tom Waits sucks. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so also watched, uh, rewatched uh, Broken Flowers. Mm. A li- you know, a tad, a tad, bit, yeah. a tad bit better. No, this wasn't 2005? No, it's 03. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Broken Flowers is a tad bit better than Coffee and Cigarettes, but I still like Coffee and Cigarettes 2.75. Broken Flowers 3. I I don't know. It's just, you know, kind of interesting premise, but, like, the way he dances around the whole thing through the entire movie, like, all the people he visits, he never once comes out and says, look, somebody sent me this letter, so, you know, I'm, you know, taking stock or, you know, whatever, and, like... Frustrating. Yeah, and it's like, you know... Because, like, I think a lot of that could be, like, you know... What are you in AA now? Or like, you know, that could have been a running gag, like Jim Jarmusch kind of likes running gags. But uh, but yeah, I think I, it's just not that interesting. How's Bill Murray in this? He's all right. Uh, he was. I mean, this is this like is peak Murray. Heavy, this is yeah. heavy, heavy Murray. Yeah, because this, this is, is right like, around right. This is after Lost in Translation, after Rushmore, but he's still in the thick of the whole like I'm trying to act. Same now. year as uh, Life Aquatic, huh? I think so. Yeah, ish. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, oh five. Yeah, definitely trying to be serious here. Yeah, I think this is like this is probably the period where like people our age who are hipsters really latched on to Bill Murray Mm. as as this sort of like pseudo god father figure that a lot of people see him as. Sure, it's like proto irony. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would that's take the, a, that's the best way to put po- it. Post irony, probably. I would take a Godfather post, remake. Post, post, post irony. Post irony. What? what? So I would take a Godfather remake with Bill Murray. <laughs> post <laughs> irony and then proto irony revival. There we go. Proto irony <laughs> revival. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I watched uh, One Eyed Jacks for the first time, which is Marlon Brando's sole directorial effort, uh, which was released on Criterion last year. I don't know. I bought it right away just because I like Brando and I thought, you know, he's going to make a Western. I mean, that might be cool. And I read a lot of like, you know, interesting production history and things like that. And uh, it's got his buddy in it. What's the guy's name with the nose? <laughs> with, with the nose? Yeah. The, the other guy was in all nose. of his movies. <laughs> the guy who's in, uh, who plays the priest in On the Waterfront. Fucking Carl Malden. Carl Malden. Thank you. Uh, he's in it, and I like him. So <laughs> I went ahead and bought it blind, and uh, just got around to watching it now, about a year and a half later. And uh, I liked it. I, I I thought it was pretty good. I uh, how was uh, Carl the nose? Malden? He's amazing, actually. <laughs> Carl Carl Malden was. I think he's a lot better than Brando in it. Actually, he's uh, he's quite good. I mean, he's he's a great actor. Have whoa. you seen All the Waterfront? No, I haven't. You should see All the Waterfront and tell me how good Carl Malden is. Sweet. He's fucking amazing. <laughs> but um, he's great. And uh, you seen Baby Doll? No. Oh. I haven't seen Baby Doll. Who directed that? 
I don't remember who directed it. It's a Tennessee Williams play oh, or okay. Tennessee Williams script. Oh, because I really it's didn't good. like um, Streetcar at all. Oh, Baby Doll might be Kazan. Is it Kazan? Yeah, maybe. Ah. I like him. <laughs> I just I mean, don't. Like, I just don't like Streetcar. Okay. I'm sorry. Streetcar is the first thing I saw by Kazan. I just I, everything I've seen after I liked. But anyways. Neither here nor there. One Eye Jacks. Uh, this movie was apparently originally supposed to be directed by Kubrick, and they brought in Kubrick to talk about it and do rewrites huh. and stuff like that. And they t- and they were actually like about to go into production, and then some kind of big misunderstanding, and he left, and uh, Brando ended up taking over. But also, uh, Peck and Paw did rewrites on the script too, Ooh. like kind of before Peck and Paw was Peck and Paw, and uh, so that's interesting. It's got a really. I just really like the story of it. Which apparently is like loosely based on Billy the Kid, but it's like Brando and Carl Malden are thieves together, and they are chased up onto this ridge by the Mexican police, the Federales, <laughs> and they're shooting at each other, and then they're like waiting for, uh, they're essentially like waiting till dark, and then the Federales are going to come capture them or whatever, you know? And uh, so Carl Malden says, I'll take, we only, they only have one horse. He's like, I'll take the horse into town and I'll get us a couple of horses and I'll come back and we'll, we'll leave. And he ends up just leaving him for dead and he gets captured and he goes to jail for five years, which this, this is my biggest problem with the movie is that I I would love to see the four and a half hour cut that he apparently had or whatever, because like, I want to see him in jail. Like that's, it just completely glosses over him in jail. And it suddenly cuts to him escaping jail and he's got like a huge beard. And I was like, I want to see that beard grow. Like I want to see how he gets to know, uh, his Mexican friend that he makes in jail and all that kind of stuff, you know, it'd be more interesting, but they escape jail and he essentially, it's a, it's a revenge movie. Essentially he goes on the lookout for Carl Malden and, uh, Carl Malden in the meantime has become, he's turned his life around. Essentially he's become sheriff of this town mm. and he's married this, uh, Hispanic lady. And he's, uh, this Hispanic lady has a daughter who's one of the more beautiful actresses I've ever seen. Uh, she's great looking. She apparently committed suicide a couple of years later, <laughs> but, um, so she wasn't in much, but, um, she's really, she's actually really great in the movie The the daughter, she's got a lot of like emotional scenes and crying and stuff. And he falls in love. Brando falls in love with her and he's trying to get revenge at the same time. It's complicated. And there's their whole history between each other. And I don't know. It's just, it really, it, I thought, it, I thought it worked pretty well. Now that being said, when you read into the history of the rewrites and everything, Brando explains his what his version of the movie would be had they not rewritten certain things. And it's like the studio insisted on certain uh, cuts and different things to be made, especially with Carl Malden's character. And I think that Brando's original vision of the film is like would have been much, much better because it paints everything in a lot more like uh, narrow strokes, like, like everybody's a lot more less black and white more gray like malden is dealing with the guilt of having left brando but in the movie he's just like he just lies to brando and says oh yeah i i i went there and they didn't have any horses and so i just i'm sorry i tried to come back and there was nothing i could do he's just a piece <laughs> of shit you know so you just from like from right when he meets him again you're just like okay brando's totally justified to kill this guy you know but in, if he would have apologized been like i'm sorry that that happened to you i'm sorry went to then it'd be like a more conflicted like Brand, does brando want to kill this guy still because he's clearly sorry about it but brando's got this code of honor you know like that would have been more interesting maybe but yeah. i don't know i thought i thought it was quite good so i thought the direction was decent and there's also like there's a famous story of him the whole thing shot in 
Monterey, California, and it's like against the shores and the waves, which is interesting in and of itself because it's a western on the beach, essentially, which mm. is cool. But there's like this, there's these scenes where it's just like the waves crashing in, and apparently he he would wait like hours and days for the waves to look right before he'd shoot it, you know, for the Michael Cimino kind of shit going on. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I I, I dug it. They, the, the waves look great, so I don't know. Got nominated for a cinematography Oscar, huh? lost. <laughs> um, I gave it a four out of five. I watched a movie that didn't get nominated for any Oscars because <laughs> I think that you and I only watched crap. And yeah, they watched, I, and they watched good yeah, movies. I watched nothing but trash. Okay, good, good. I watched some trash. It's coming up. <laughs> well, one is a little less trash. Okay, I, I also have one that's less trash. So that's. Do you have one trash? I have one that I don't like, but you think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry. I watched the remake of The Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. That's great. Um, Fuqua, man. <laughs> yeah. He's had just... He's another. He's had a great career. He's another one, though. Like, and I, I don't know how you feel about Training Day. I think Training Day is pretty good. Training Day is fun. I, I loved it in 2001. Day. Me too. Mm-hmm. After that, like, trash, man. This guy has done nothing good. I mean, like Street Kings, like <laughs> Tears of the Sun. <laughs> no, you're right. He's he's had a uh, shitty, like shitty career. Yeah, he's uh, awful. Like the best thing that he has done, like career wise, is probably show up in a bunch of commercials for the Equalizer Two during the NBA Finals <laughs> with all those basketball stars. That was like a nice. big moment for Antoine. <laughs> um, man, this yeah. So this movie, I mean, it, like nothing about it's terrible. But it's it's useless. It doesn't change. It doesn't do anything with the old story, uh, except like cast a bunch of. Uh, it has like a diverse cast. It's got a Korean guy, a Mexican guy, a, or a guy playing a Mexican and a guy playing a Comanche, and but those guys don't get to do anything. They just get to exist. They get to be there. Yeah. Some of them live. Some of them die. And uh, there's like a girl that looks a lot like Jennifer Lawrence, but it's not like Jennifer Lawrence. So that. Mm. But she's fine. Yeah. There's just, this just like as bland. How's Ethan Hawke? As bland as they come. He's the only reason I would have watched this. No. He he is one of the few characters that gets like a miniature arc. Yeah. But it is not compelling. No. Yeah. And then like I should know if he he's like he's got a problem <laughs> and it goes away conveniently when it needs to. <laughs> right. Which is just how that kind of shit works. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing yeah. that uh, Nick Pizzolatto, the guy who created true detective was like had some hand in writing this movie yeah he's he's one of the two credited screenwriters right and it's like why i mean i like money i mean yeah, yeah. there's there's can't none fault of, him for that but i didn't see the second season of true detective but there's n- there's none of like his like signature philosophical dialogue stuff well yeah, that's yeah. a good thing on. because the yeah. The yeah. second season of uh, True Detective is rightfully panned. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, it has its moments, but mm. it is pretty bad. It, I'd say the best thing about it is Colin Farrell's performance. I think he's mm. he's great in it, but the rest of it's I can't. I stand like him. Vince Vaughn. I can't stand him. He's terrible. All right. I can't take him seriously. Like I, he's I, gone I can too see far. Why. I mean, he's gone too far to come back and be this like super serious like intimate. He's not intimidating at all. Like, I understand he's gigantic, and that's supposed to do it, but that yeah, doesn't do yeah. it for me. Like, him beating people up and stuff is just like, I don't give a fuck. I, I feel like when he was being funny, he never used his, like, they never used his size. No. 
He's just like the smart Alec. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like his thing. He's just talking. I mean, he was like, and he was a lot taller than John Favreau in their movies, mm-hmm. but like John Favreau is also. Like we just get the sense that John Favreau is really short. Not well, he's got the mu- he's, really Vin, tall. I always got the John Favreau in those in those early movies is in shape too. He's yeah. like he's muscular, mm. and Vince Vaughn is like gangly and you know right. So you get the idea that like if they were gonna go at it, yeah, <laughs> Favreau would kick his ass. Yeah. Anyway, there are there are about twenty decent minutes in this movie of of gunfight, but no, no blood. No, of um, course not. It's PG thirteen, right? And yeah, it's uh, it's like you shoot straight down the middle, two and a half. Have you seen um? Any of Ty West's films? Yeah. Have you uh, seen in The Valley of Violence? I have. Is it is it any good? That is pretty good. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it because I I saw it's, the trailer and I, I like I like Ethan Hawke, so I'll just watch anything with Ethan Hawke in it. And I mean that it's pretty good. It's I don't want to oversell it. No, I understand. It, it's it not amazing. I got you. Do, do you. Is that his Ty West's best, or do you like House of the Devil or what? It, it might be my favorite Ty West, but I'm also. Have you I don't, seen House I don't of the get Devil? House of the Devil. You don't get it? I don't get it. I, I like it. I don't get why people like it. Oh, I liked it. I can explain why I like it. No. Let's <laughs> we, have a, we have a lot of extra tangents on this one already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Six or seven by now. Right. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> quickly. Quickly, Jonathan. Jonathan. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> watch Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. Um, really didn't Ricardo like it. Ricardo Montalban? I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like Star Trek movies. Like, uh, that, that's the, I've, I've de- determined that it Star Trek does not work in movie form. It took you a while, but you it finally took me got nine there. fucking movies. <laughs> it does not work in movie form. You Are can't you? you can't build a world. You can't like. This was so great about the shows. Is like I don't know what the original. Fuck the original. Like fuck Kirk. Fuck all that shit. Mm-hmm. What's great about <laughs> Next Generation and Deep Space Nine is like they create these worlds, dude. And you have like all these races that are like you know inter- interconnected, philosophical questions, you know whatever po- politics, wars. You know that's what makes Star Trek great. You cannot do that in a movie unless the movie's like sixteen hours long. I mean, you you just can't do it. And well, hold on. I don't hold, know. hold on. Hold on. It was like a lot of these planets they would just go do for one episode, and they built it. No, in no, you're forty right. minutes. No, no, you're totally right. But as like, especially like after the third season of Next Generation, like they really started like building on that, and like, okay. like, uh, and especially in um, Deep Space Nine, where like themes like go from episode, episode to episode, like an HBO show would now or something. You know? mm. um, but uh, all of that aside, this was a pretty decent movie. Gave it a three. Um, it's it feels like a complete reaction to the first movie. So the first movie is like the 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 villain, I guess, is really gray. You know, you're not really sure if it's even evil. I mean, it's like an AI, so it's whatever. And this is like a defined bad guy, and there's like obvious goals here, and it's pretty cool actually. Like the whole Genesis thing that can like recreate worlds and shit that he he hijacks or steals. Um, a lot of good ideas, you know. Like special effects are good. Um, I don't know. It's like one of the better ones I've seen, I think, as far as uh, maybe besides like uh, First Contact. I really like that one a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was mm-hmm. pretty good. This is the only one with the original <coughs> cast that I would watch again. Yeah. And I don't want to bash like the original Star Trek because I haven't seen the original series, but it's just not interesting to me. It's just mm-hmm. it's not it's not there yet. Deep Space Nine is where it's at. Watch Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I've only I've only seen Next Generation. Mm. Haven't seen any of them. I've only seen the original series. 
You guys I saw. Uh, I liked First Contact when I saw it in the theater, but I was like eleven. Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> First Contact kind of holds up. It's it's decent. It's just like a pop rock movie. You got Cromwell in there. I mean, yeah, I mean he's a good actor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, Kevin. Now time for some trash. Um, I finally watched Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, oh Missouri, God. and I fucking hated this movie. Like, <laughs> just from from the get go. Like, I understand that Frances McDormand, you know, her daughter was raped while dying, and they can't, and they haven't found the killer in you know however many months it's been, but. I can't have any sympathy for her because her character is just a total bitch. And <laughs> like, and of, and of course, you know, like they're Southern cops. So they're too busy beating up black people. And like that had like, that has no place in this movie. And like in Missouri, every, what? yeah, Missouri. Well, like I get, I it's mean, still technically it's still quote the unquote Midwest, the yeah. South, but it's like Midwest really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, technically, <laughs> technically, it was part of the South. Like that's kind of around where the, the Mason-Dixon the, line. These guys was. are crazy. It's the South. Yeah, it, the Mason-Dixon line is above Missouri. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's saying like, yeah, but it's just like assuming. Oh, it's a, let's just say that the Mason-Dixon line automatically makes things South. And did North Missouri mean, secede it, from the, the U.S.? I don't yeah. think Missouri during the war, yeah. was really? Missouri a state during the yeah the yeah. yeah. Did they seriously slave slave owning state? Yeah, Missouri, Missouri. Hey, Delaware too. All kinds of weird states, man. Yeah, really. Delaware actually, uh, Delaware when, we were seceded? when we were seceding, they were like, well, 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 maybe not. That's it's ridiculous. Delaware about this is up. I've been watching the right. Ken Burns uh, Civil War thing, and I didn't. It, they don't mention this one. So. <laughs> well, well, Ken Ken Burns also says that jazz came out of blues played over from leftover horns left over from the Civil War. So, like, that's his contention of where jazz comes from. Mm. So, I, I wouldn't get he's too on, hot. On, get too hot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, be that as it may, so, so like they they go they go a, they go to such lengths to make these cops like just the worst and like every time there's some like modicum of of emotion it's undercut by this comedy beat that doesn't work. That's exactly and, how I felt during this whole movie. Yeah, and on and are you seriously telling me they couldn't find a real fucking deer? They had to CGI one in this field, and it looks like shit. And then, like, after Woody Harrelson kills himself, and, like, they find all the letters. Fucking spoiler, man. What the fuck, dude? I wanted to see this. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't care. Well, some people listening might care. Just a little, just a little, just spoiler warning before you say stuff like that. This is a movie podcast. I know, but but, I mean, not everybody's seen this Why does he off himself? Well, they don't talk about that because, again, spoilers. Okay, okay. Spoiler. This is like all a right. hu- that's like a huge spoiler in the movie. That uh, really certainly because he's set up there's as the still main a antagonist lot. Yeah. in the trailers. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's still a lot more movie after that happens. So right, but that's anyway. That's what makes but it like, interesting. So, so he, people who find it interesting. So he leaves all these letters behind, and then all the narration that Woody Harrelson does is just fucking awful. And like, you know, uh, uh, keep, hold on, hold on, hold on. Missouri was a border slave state that did not. I was secede. about to bring it up. Did not I was about secede. to bring it up. They weren't a state. They they were claimed by both the North and okay, the yeah, South. Okay, yeah. On the Wikipedia, it says the Confederacy nonetheless recognized it on October thirtieth, eighteen sixty one. So even though they didn't officially see the Confederacy, <laughs> they called them their yeah. own state or whatever. 
Sorry, yeah, it's sorry, a little yeah. gray, but uh, there was a lot of like battle. Anyway, the one Kansas, time, the one like, time I speak died. confidently, okay, over, like slave, well, slave wars yeah. in Kansas, insane yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pre Civil <Cool>. War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our nation is just all right. Back to yeah. uh, back to uh, Missouri. Sorry, sorry, yeah, so like yeah, his his Off na- Missouri onto the movie Missouri. Yeah, so his narration is just so fucking ham handed and like just ridiculous and like what are we talking about the letter yeah all okay. all the different letters that he leaves around because he leaves a lot of letters for a lot of people and he explains things very carefully in a very fatherly kind of manner well he's a like, father it's still fucking patronizing <laughs> and and yeah the, the whole thing with like the the guy who like maybe did it and like the whole the whole thing with Sam Rockwell's character and like this is a movie that I couldn't give any stars to this one. This is a zero out of five because like this movie like was literally actively pissing me off while I was watching it. Like none of this shit makes sense, and like I Damn. really didn't like Seven Psychopaths, and like I'm pretty sure that if I go back and watch In Bruges now, I'm probably gonna. Think, no. oh no, this is shit too. I hated that movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, three billboards. Fuck that shit. Zero billboards. I love zero billboards. Your enthusiastic I, hatred of this movie. I, I is also, it warranted? I it doesn't happen. It. It, it, it doesn't happen very it's often. As, but it's uh, not as bad as he's saying. But yeah, it's it's bad. The film police. Is it warranted? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really. Hey, I, this is just my opinion. People are. Free to disagree with it. I know John gave it a four, so obviously I, I there were things like he that. liked it. See, for yeah, me, I like, me a, like, um, a, like a zero would be saved for something that's like something that's trying to be like high art or something. You know what I mean? Th- like, this, this is—is is it really? No, it's not. No, is it? I mean, he, I don't. I don't high try. art. He knew those Oscar nominations were coming. Well, yeah, really? it's Oscar bation, but that doesn't make it high art. I mean, that's okay. like I yeah, mean, it's it's definitely Oscar bation and it's pretentious. Like, like yeah, it's like an yeah. art yeah. film, but it doesn't work. No, he thought he was making an important movie. He definitely did think that. Though. Yeah, and yeah. you can argue whether or not you think it is important. I mean, some I think some people would argue that it is important. I think you can argue that it's important. I don't know how. I thought it was a comedy. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. Well, yeah. I think you can argue that it's important in a in like a trailer. It's a comedy. I mean, in like a meta sense. Just from the fact that it's like what it's about and the time period that it came out in, the things that it's trying to get at, and not only not 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 the, not even the themes of the movie necessarily, but just the fact that like it gave, and again, this is you can argue for or against this, <laughs> but it gave uh, you know someone like Francis McDormand multiple opportunities to speak out loud at huge functions to millions and millions of people televised about her, you know. Uh, feminist issues that she wants to talk about and that is a positive consequence of right. a shit, shitty thing well that's yeah it's fine if you don't like it I, I i i don't i don't necessarily disagree with some of the like i i agree it's uh it's manipulative his his uh death in the film is manipulative mm. and it makes and it's like it's uh it's out of left field. It doesn't. It. I don't. I don't necessarily. I would have liked it if it was more straightforward, like what it plays as in the trailer, but. I also think there are effective moments that aren't terribly manipulative. Like I, like I don't like the fact that the deer is CG either. But I mean, like we're in 2018, you're not going to see a live deer in a movie anymore. Just get get used to it. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> uh, and I think that that moment is not bad. I th- I thought. Like I mean, as far as like her acting, I think it's like that's as good as it gets in the movie. I like the scenes. I like how. 
like raw some of the emotion is like when she when they have the flashbacks and uh especially the moment like the when they show the last time that they saw each other before she got killed and mm. she calls her a cunt and everything and it's like that's like then you know what happens after that it's like really yeah, f- yeah. And she's i hope you get i hope you get raped and killed too or something like that and just and, and then it fucking happens so it's like Damn. that's pretty intense but uh, I what well, the thing the thing I and I I I am one of the people who I I think I don't think Rockwell necessarily deserved an Oscar for it. I think he was just due, and they gave it to him. But I do think his acting is pretty good in it. I think he and Woody Harrelson are both quite good in it. And uh, I mean the whole like the racism thing. I mean, it is what it is. It's like I, I yeah, I, I think it's probably a little it's probably a little much for what this movie is. This movie probably shouldn't be focused on like race politics. He used it strictly as he used it for setting and comedy because they the racism thing doesn't really have a place in the narrative it's just right. there to like let us make us remember that we're in the south i i agree but but i will say that i think it's one thing that's very very interesting that the movie does is that it paints rockwell as a pretty horrible racist and mm. then it tries to make you like him again like it tries to redeem him yeah and i think the they and kind of is also I think that's one of like everyone's problems is that it tries to redeem this racist. Like everyone hates that. But he's not. But I'm saying I don't like hate okay, because I don't think it redeems him. I think it it shows that racism is like it shows that he's a complicated human and that racism yeah. is not just like he's not it, defined he's racist, by his racism. Just, that's all he is. Yeah, that's all yeah. he can yeah, do. Exactly. Well, which well, I think that's interesting because it's like he's not a he's not a well, purely black and white character. Like yeah. he's not this character who's just like I'm racist and that's all that's all you need to know about me. It's like he also ha- he has values. They're just mixed up in this jumbled up in this this like sick in this sick mind with where he also hates black people, right. you know, and he's got power over them, which is a, which is problematic. And once he's robbed of that power, spoiler, he, uh, <laughs> you know, I think he's kind of comes to grips with it a little bit. Obviously, he never comes. He's not like a, he's not like, you know, Daniel Vineyard in American History X. It's not like he's mm. completely reformed or anything. But he's definitely they're trying to get at that he's cha- he's changing his ways a little bit. Yeah, there's a moment where he's in a bar like with two black people and he doesn't like beat them up. It's Derek Vineyard, sorry, not Daniel. Daniel's the brother. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I <laughs> no, like the I'm... scene with the the accused also the guy who thinks the suspect the suspect. I I like that and but from a logistics standpoint, I just like that the what he does, how he scrapes him and tries to get his DNA. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really, I think that's cool. Like, I like seeing characters think and be smart. I think that's, like, fun for me, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was honestly just expecting him to just break a bottle over the guy's head and just that would be it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, you know, like she goes to visit him in jail, like, you know, I, I appreciate what you did and et cetera, right. et cetera. But then... It goes on for like another half hour. And well, I didn't mind that either. I like the whole like I like the ending how it's just kind of like out of left field like this yeah. turns into like this almost vigilante movie at the end. I, yeah, I, I, I don't mind that. I didn't like the ending, but I was I was really nervous that they were gonna have it like wrap up a little too neatly, and I was, I was glad they didn't do that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I like. I like I like movies where it reminded me of. It's not anything like this really, but it reminds me of like the ending of Days of Heaven, where it just kind of like shows the girl like walking along and it's just like nothing really is like there's nothing really resolved at the end of days of heaven it's i mean mm-hmm. richard gear is dead but like that's it you know and it's just kind of like well, ends or like or like uh <laughs> yeah, i don't know I actually don't know why such a masterpiece <laughs> is brought up with this movie. actually okay. uh also uh reminds me of i'm about to talk about uh john cassavetti's shadows at the end of shadows 
it's just a, this long lingering shot of the one of the main characters walking through the streets of New York, and it that reminded me of Old Joy, uh, when Will Oldham is just walking through the streets of Portland, and he comes to, and he walks to the homeless guy, and the homeless guy asks him for money, and he, say, he says he doesn't have any, and then he keeps walking, and then he walks back and gives him money. And it's just like it just it has nothing to do with anything. It's just like let's just they're just spending time with the characters. Which I, 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 I enjoy that. It's fuck <laughs> you. It's called filler. Uh, it's brilliant direction is what it is. Uh, yeah, so I watched uh, Shadows, directed by John Cassavetes. This is his first, his directorial debut. Is this your first Cassavetes? This is my third Cassavetes third? film. I've seen uh, <clears throat> Chinese Bookie and uh, Husbands, both of which I like. Chinese Bookie I like a lot. Mm. Um but anyways, so I'm, I, I have the whole set, you know, the uh, Criterion oh, yeah, cool. set, and I got 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 a got cool, working my way through it very slowly. But I figured I'd start with Shadows because it's the first one, and short. it's uh, very, very short. It's the shortest one by far. All right. the rest of them are over two and a half hours long, which yeah. is insane. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I, you know, I'm fine with that. I'll watch them. Uh, so I, I watched it, and... I, I don't know if it was, was because I wasn't what I was expecting it to be or because of other issues I had with it, but I just really did not enjoy it a lot. Um, I found even with the running time at whatever it is, 83 minutes, it felt mm. long. Blasphemer. It's, um, <laughs> oh, this is the one that I've actually I like. never seen. This. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I just, re- I just caught up to what was happening. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the thing, right? Shadows is, uh, quote unquote improvised. Hmm. Okay. But that doesn't mean the same thing that we think it means when we hear the word improvised. Right. Cause if you watch the behind the scenes stuff in the interviews with uh, the, the lead actress and whoever else they interview, it's like they improvise the dialogue in rehearsals and then wrote the script around the in- improvisations. And hmm. then sometimes John Cassavetes would just write lines for them to say, like he would just think of things for them to say and give them to them. So that's not when I hear improvise, I think of like, you know, documentary style. We're just going to go out. We're going to here's what you need to do. But you can say whatever you want while you're doing it. You know, almost like a like curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. Well, I mean, even that's probably more scripted than. than well, yeah. But yeah, but something like that, right? Where there's like a there's a there. Here's a the outline of what we're trying to do. Mm. Do whatever you want within that outline, which is what they're doing in the rehearsals. But then it's kind of like coagulated into this, you know, thing that they actually go shoot. Which is the problem for me because I th- I'm going into it thinking it's going to be like Husbands, which is a movie about three guys hanging out for an hour and a half, two hours. And it's like they literally there's like no plot. It's just like they just go and go different places, get drunk, try to sleep with women who don't want to sleep with them. And then at the end, they go home to their wives. <laughs> it's like this is this is what the movie is. Now I'm thinking it's going to be like that, like a hangout movie, like a Richard Linklater kind of thing almost. And it's not. It's got like a very defined plot, and the plot's not terribly interesting. And there's a lot of like, speaking of race politics, like there's like it's all about like interracial relationships, and like mm. the the main characters are a brother and sister, and one of them's white, and one of them's black, and there's a lot that has to do with that. I mean, this movie is 59. I mean, yeah, it's pretty ballsy to do something like yes that, it's ballsy to have <laughs> yes i agree with that that's but i mean I, controversial i'm not yeah. personally that doesn't hold a lot of weight for me like how uh like ballsy, balls, a ballsy might be. yeah exactly from i don't know, like, 60 years ago don't mean a whole lot 
well, yeah. to the quality of the movie. I want to watch. Right, I want to yeah. watch something that's enjoyable yeah, yeah, to yeah. watch. Also, you know what I mean. So it's like, it's like we were talking about last week about the turn horse and how Schiffrider said that like it wasn't really something that he enjoyed watching. I did enjoy watching the turn horse. I think it's challenging, but I enjoy being challenged. You but know, you didn't and like the mirror. No, I didn't like the mirror. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dislike the mirror. I just didn't. It was like very like middle of the road for me. I just didn't. <laughs> Wasn't Jesus wasn't a huge fan. Well, <laughs> listen to episode thirty eight for our comments about the mirror. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, shadows didn't work a whole lot for me. Uh, gave it a two and a half. Does I'll the, I'll rewatch it. Does eventually. the box set have love streams? Yeah, really want to see that one. Or does it? I don't know. Does that, it have love streams? No, love streams came out after on yeah, Criterion. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it came out on Criterion after. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got an opening night. Uh, under woman the under the influence. Yeah. Killing faces. a Chinese Bucky. Faces and. Shadows. The only one of those I don't like is Faces. Oh boy, Faces is really. I haven't ch- seen Faces or Shadows. Faces mm. is a challenging, challenging movie. And Opening Night, I haven't seen that either. That is uh, awesome, yeah, uh, one I thing like I will more. say though: the two and a half, I can define like where these stars come from. Like, again, I don't know how it didn't come up during our discussion of great New York films. Shadows is a great New York film because mm. it literally takes like you're watching actual footage of new york city in 1958 it's pretty awesome yeah it kicks cool. total ass like they'll be panning and you'll see you can see into the stores and there'll be people in the stores buying stuff and it's like that's a person in 1958 buying something in a store <laughs> that just blows my mind it's like a time machine yeah. like you, at one point that they doesn't bring in the movie up at all no, it did to two and a half. Uh, I mean, God, like, yeah, man, two and a half. I just well, don't I, I, don't I actually it. gave it the same rating as John because, really? like, when I watched it, it was like, like, yeah, I can give Cassavetes a lot of credit because, like, this is basically like kind of the start of indie film. Sure. And yeah, like, you know, just what he was doing at the time in the Shooting late fifties. But but yeah, like, but yeah, when you get right down to it, the rest of it is just. Not that interesting. Also, I can appreciate the fact that he's a first-time filmmaker. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. really know what he's doing, but it, like, it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. And mm-hmm. it's like a lot of first-time filmmakers. It's like they get they still get better, but their first film is still like, uh, you know, watchable. Like, not saying this isn't watchable, but he's just <laughs> yeah. like some of it, a lot of his shots are like out of focus. Yeah, yeah he doesn't okay. know how to frame things properly. And granted, like he's working on like no budget. Probably he's not yeah, watching yeah. dailies or anything. But it's like it's just like. You know, get your shit together a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'll add uh, this. I'll add this to my rewatch list. Okay, because I, I'm, I, I don't remember what I liked about it. I remember, I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. I remember find, I remember finding it interesting. Mm-hmm. When did you so watch I, it? I mean, like 2007. Oh yeah, well, okay, yeah, I should yeah. rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. Got, I'm, I'm, I'm on the path to watching everything that's in that box set, though. I, I'm very. Uh, I know you've you've watched everything. Yeah. In the, Cassavetes? Yeah. No, I'm no, saying no, all, not all Cassavetes. You? Are you sure? I haven't seen Gloria. I oh, haven't seen Gloria. Have you seen Sidney Lumet's remake of Gloria? No, I, have, the only, I haven't seen. Wait, the is original. it called Gloria? Yeah, oh. it's got Sharon Stone in it. Mm. No. It's actually pretty good, but uh, I haven't seen the original Gloria, so I don't know. But I saw that you saw his. He did a couple of studio pictures after this in the early seventies, late sixties, yeah, early seventies, um, or after Faces, I guess. One is about kids. And it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I saw your ratings were. It's so bad. Board, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in seeing those a whole Don't, lot. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I guess What's, they were just plucking him out of. The, a know. child is waiting. God. Yeah. Sorry. No, this is like this is one I just recorded on a uh, on TCM a few years ago. It was bad. <laughs> Too late blues is pretty good. Okay. 
you know, I'm going to check out his box set stuff, and then I want to see Gloria and uh, some of the other uh, Minium Moskovitz and stuff like that. But that's good. I, uh, yeah, I'm really honestly, I'm actually almost more interested to see him acting. Like, like he's so good in Rosemary's Baby. (laughs) I just like he's amazing, and in Husbands too, he's fantastic. Like he's just a great actor. He's just great. He's like very charismatic. I just love watching. He's good in The Dirty Dozen, which is a great movie. I want to see The Dirty Dozen. I want to see. Uh, there's another one. Uh, mach- it's like not, it's not Machine Gun Kelly. It's, he plays like a gangster in the 30s, and he's like a it's Machine Gun something. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, and Peter Falk's in it too. Oh, hmm. and uh, have you seen um, Mikey and Nikki, the Elaine May movie? Yeah. I want to see that. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. I love Elaine May. I really want to see that, and it's not available anywhere. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm dying. It's not the library. Oh, I don't know about that. It's not available online anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Challenge banned from the library. I I do have fines. Jesus. <laughs> to be fair, go pay your fines. No, to be fair, uh, use your wife's card. I, I that's a good idea because she does have one. <laughs> I made sure she got one. Actually, that's good. Let's just stop. I'll just use her card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I gave uh yeah shout outs two and a half yeah. All right. Here's my here's my one good movie. I watched uh, Michael Tolkien's The Rapture, sorry, Mimi Rogers and uh, David Duchovny. You guys seen this? No. No? I've okay. never even heard of it. No? Mimi Rogers and David Duchovny? Yeah. yeah sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi Jesus. Rogers, like, she's got like a boring job. Uh, she like goes prowling out with this old dude every night to like have group sex with people. Lots nice. of drugs. They're just like living that like amoral life. What year and, is this? Uh, 91. Okay. Hmm. And there's like this weird undercurrent of like... There's like something like religious underground thing happening and you don't really know what's going on. And like people are talking about these dreams of the pearl. It's just, it's fucking weird. <laughs> and uh, eventually she's like, you know, my life is empty. I should check out this religion stuff. Does a full conversion. And like her, her faith keeps getting tested in just like the darkest fucking it's, it gets dark and weird and keeps getting darker and weirder. Okay. So her faith is dark and weird. Like so, in this reality, God is real, and He's testing her faith. Uh, in this reality, we don't know if God's real. Okay, we know that people are having a shared dream. I'm saying uh, you said her faith gets tested. Well, like I mean, it, she's bec- it becomes a thing where like, like bad situation. shit keeps happening to her. Okay, like at some point, just like it gets ridiculous and ridic- like more ridiculous. Yes, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. but. You could say I don't. I don't know if it's yeah. It's not like a darker movie than Breaking the Waves, but it's it's a more ridiculous movie <laughs> than Breaking the Waves. <laughs> but a good though. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Where'd you I see it? Downloaded it. Oh, on that one where you have to download things in six parts. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I think I just used uh, some illegal torrent website. Found it pretty nice. easily. But um, Rogers is great. I don't know if you guys know early '90s Mimi Rogers, but Austin Powers, baby. It's a it's an it's an attractive look. Uh, lost in space. Duchovny's got oh, yeah. a Duchovny's got a mullet. So Whoa. this is pre X Files. Duchovny. Yeah. Yeah. This is like uh, this is like, like Red, twin, shoe, like Red twin shoe, twin shoe Diaries. Duchovny or California. Duchovny. That's like two thousand four. No, it's not. The, oh, what, what you might be thinking, thinking of Californication. Thank you. California <laughs> with a K. Brad Pitt movie with. Right. <laughs> you never saw Juliet Lewis? No, never seen that. Dominic Sina directed it. Really. Yeah, I don't know that. You movie. should check out California. It's not bad. It's All about right. a serial killer, and they take a road trip. It's pretty good. It's kind uh, of goofy. 
I loved what I loved about this movie. Uh, the director just like plays everything totally straight as the movie just goes fucking bananas, uh, and it it ends really well. Four out of five. Nice. I'm out. He's out. Totally out. Mm. So I rewatched <clears throat> Hunger, uh, Steve McQueen's first movie. Pretty good. A lot of really. A lot of really intense stuff. Um, very, very solid. Um, really keeps to what it's trying to do very well. Uh, I think the acting is pretty good. Michael Fassbender is pretty awesome. Um, he essentially uh, starved himself half to death the way Christian Bale did for The Machinist. But I think... Fastbender actually did it in a slightly more healthy way. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, four out of five. Now, is this a better or worse performance than Fastbender in X Men Apocalypse? <laughs> Infinitely <laughs> better. Question is that? <laughs> Infinitely better. So those are definitely. That was definitely the other movie I thought you were going right. to say. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fastbender's best performance. Have you seen Steve Jobs? No. Oh well can't really make a determination then can you right yeah Jeez. um and i guess i can go ahead and talk about it now um i saw hereditary mm. really good movie mm-hmm. um my biggest problem was wait, wait. Hmm? should we just say spoiler alert yeah are you just gonna Sp- randomly spoil stuff about <laughs> it because you don't know what's going on well jonathan already gave me the okay to spoil you everything can, you can spoil it but we gotta let the listener. all right all right there, there all are right. like six people who are listening to this podcast so we gotta right, let them right, know right. that we're sorry rustin okay uh, <laughs> there you go okay yeah um spoiler alert so from for me from the time where she like sees the floor mat again and puts it together that her mom actually did make it from there to the ending I thought was w- way too long and convoluted. And like, I think it just could have like gotten to where it was going to go a lot faster. And, um, but otherwise four and a half. Um, and like I said on my letterbox review, like I will think twice about ever seeing a horror movie in the theater again, mm-hmm. because the audience like came real close, like as like even before the movie started. When I started started seeing so many people come into the theater at nine thirty on a Monday night, I was like, I might just have to leave. <laughs> just say fuck this, yeah. and you know, that's just ten dollars down the drain that I'll never get back. You don't have to do that. I know, I know. You can I just could've... go ask for your money <laughs> know, back. They'll I give know. you your money back. I know, I know. I did that uh, multiple times last year. I did it for Detroit because that fucking bitch and her kid were kept screaming at each other in the right. middle of the movie. I was, I was there for one of those. Hostiles. When Hostiles, that dude was coughing his lungs We out. watched the whole movie. I still went and got free passes because right. his phone kept going off. I'm like, and he kept coughing. Right, right. And the lady was like, we can't do anything about somebody coughing. I'm like, fuck you. You can tell him to fucking go get some water or something. like, <laughs> Or like, don't go out when you're sick and dying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I should, and then they always ask you, well, did you tell anybody? Yeah, I'm going to leave the movie that I paid for. I'm going to miss the movie to go tell you that there's some problem. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Give me a pass. <laughs> she had two passes, too, in her hand. She only gave me one because she thought you were going to see. You left. 
I had they, I had to be they, somewhere. I know. They really need you gotta, you gotta play jack. the ga- game, Kevin. That's right. That's right. Huh? They really need headphone jacks. Like really bad. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like just noise canceling. Yeah, well, like uh jacks. like the flaming lips did. Like they did a bunch of concerts where everybody got like wireless headphones. Yeah, they need to do that. Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean it didn't totally ruin the movie like I thought it was going to, but there were plenty of times where I was like, fuck you. You're an asshole. Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was suck. it was it was still still a really well made movie. I went and saw Twelve Years a Slave, and there was this old black man who was who brought a uh, grocery bag full of jelly beans in. And he was like eating. He's like <laughs> like throughout the whole movie, like the, like the, like beating the shit out of this woman on a post, and he's <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. Everybody's totally fine with it. Wow, that's fucking it's an, heinous. It's infuriating. Anyway, <sighs> all right. I'm out. I got, uh, this is my last one. All right. All right. Um, uh, Pacific Rim um, Uprising. Jesus um. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, haven't seen Ransom. Takes, uh, right. you know, it's a, this is a, it's barely a movie. Is it worse <laughs> than the first one? Yeah, it's worse than the first great movie. You like the first one? I I enjoy the first one. It's, it's not a great movie, That's but horrible. I enjoy the first one. It was unwatchable, uh, but okay. This, <laughs> then don't don't see this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like there's just it starts off with some expository montages. You get some like world building. That world building goes away. You got a love triangle. Love triangle goes away. <sighs> You've got some um, barely barely any character motivations. Just it's not so much like it's lazily written. So much as just like no one wrote this. They were just like. Let's have humans get into robots eventually and fight other things. Um, and then there are explosions. How do you fuck this up? Pretty, Giant robots pretty fighting things. Just, uh, just make a movie. The, Why does it have to be? It, it looks like that in the it, first one. It's, Especially with all uh, of the Gundam history that we have. The, like, fights aren't as, like, the fights aren't as good. And the they... Is it just me? What or are they are, called? Is the, it just the me? Giant robots. Jaegers. Thank you. The Jaegers don't look nearly as is good. Is it super convoluted, the fact that there, there has to be two pilots, like, psychologically linked or whatever? It's too that, convoluted like, because they don't do off. anything with the idea. That, like, drove me insane. They have, the like, a, the they have like a psychic connection yeah. that is not explored, and it is explored less. It makes in the no space. sense. Ouch. Why? Yeah, they do. This movie does a lot with the first movie's uh, idea of a couple characters doing a, a psychic link with the monsters. Mm. Ooh, sounds so great. That, you know, that might be a spoiler. Is, uh, did no they bring back uh, anybody from the first one? Yeah. Is Charlie Day in this? He's the one that did the psychic Is link Ron in Perlman the first in this? No. Uh, Burn Gorman mm. and Rinko Kinkuchi and oh, Charlie she's Day. she's in it? Wow. She was in the first one. I know. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I feel like they just forced it. Isn't this it like 20 years know. after the first one? There was 10. Because oh, okay. wow. like, the, the guy from Star Trek, Star Wars is uh, Idris Elba's kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. John Boyega is a more charismatic presence than Charlie Hunnam. You think? <laughs> a, a block of cement is a more. <laughs> but, but they paired Boyega with. Clint Eastwood's son. So, oh, Scott Eastwood is the it's, worst. Uh, yeah. He's awful. It's not a not a net positive. <laughs> like net, probably net neutral. Right. Um, Fuck. This is a, <laughs> a two point seven five for the the fun explosions. It's generous. Mm. Um, I'm, right. a, I'm a generous guy. Right. Kevin, you have anything else? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, 
finally saw Death of Stalin oh, yeah. after complaining about not seeing it for like seven months. And fucking commie. I know, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you liked it too, didn't you? Six out of five, six man. Out of five. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's our second six out of five this year. And, sec- and second in as many weeks. I'm waiting for mine. Right. Wait, was Hereditary last week? Did I yeah. Say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was. That's. Uh, sorry, I thought you meant Kevin's second six. No, I'm saying sorry. Oh, you can only have two per year now. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, this was la- from last it year. It doesn't matter. You oh, see no. it this year. All right. We don't get All right. one. No, you get two per year. Oh, I get two. Yeah. Okay. Everybody gets yeah. two per yeah, year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like Use them anytime. I, I honestly, I I don't think it applies to you, Jr. Yeah, I'm not. There won't be one because <laughs> right. your five seem to be six out of five. So you give a five so infrequently that it seems like that's your six out of. Five. I can't right. remember the last time I gave a five out of five to a, like a movie that I saw in its release year. Yeah, I got. I got. I gotta, it's got to marinate a little bit more. You know. Right. Right. Fair enough. Sorry, Kevin. But uh, yeah, so death of Stalin, like. Obviously, it's British humor, so this is right up my alley. But, uh, like, I think it really, really speaks to what we're looking at now with our current government. Because, like, not literally not a day goes by. Like, maybe, maybe not even a full four hours goes by without seeing some kind of thing on the internet either laughing at Trump for being, you know, super fucking ridiculous and stupid, and then literally in the next breath, it's like, this guy is worse than Hitler, Stalin, Mao, like any mass murder you want to name, he's worse than that. That's and gotta be objectively untrue, right? Cheeto man, man, yeah, right. He's bad. Anyone? I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, I haven't <laughs> Maybe seen it's anything hyperbole. comparing him to Mao, but uh, well, definitely it, Hitler. I've seen a lot of Hitler. Yeah, yeah, like like just Hitler, making yeah. like just making him he's out not to quite be, as bad as Hitler. Well, he is similar to all those people in that he's authoritarian. But well, you know what I mean, like seeing like yeah. like seeing things on Mao. the internet that are painting him to be the worst thing that humanity has ever produced. Yeah, I don't that's extreme, yeah. He right, kind of yeah. is in one way, like not in like a mass killing way, but kind of like a just douchebag. Yeah. He's like yeah. kind of the worst He's America in concentrate. Yeah. yeah, he's like concentrated America. Yeah. He's like yeah. dumb, proud to be dumb. Yeah, like Ugh. like <laughs> like all like all the absolute worst aspects of America compressed into one into a Cheeto. Yeah, <laughs> one piss yellow ball. Uh, <laughs> piss tape. Piss yeah. tape is real. Yeah, it's, it's real, all right. <laughs> right, it's coming. Michael Cohen has it. He's gonna he's gonna flip. <laughs> Next on Criterion. <laughs> Criterion. <laughs> Trump piss tape, piss tape on blue. <laughs> right. Four K. Four K remaster of the piss tape. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> just gotta get into the hands of a good documentary filmmaker like the lady who did Paul Citizen Oliver Four. Stone? No, who's, okay. who's that lady? <laughs> Laura, Laura something. Oh yeah, she could do it. Do a good hey. piss tape documentary. That'd be insane, man. Yeah, I hope that comes up. I Me really too. do. Oh, I would love it. Like there, there's no, there's. I no can't wait defense. for their. I can't there's wait no for defense. the <laughs> evangelicals to be like, you know, we all make mistakes. But. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's no defense. Look what they they forgave Jimmy Swagger every time he banged hookers and snorted coke off their tits and shit. I mean, like, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Nobody, nobody gives a fuck about what he does. He's a charismatic guy. The devil temporarily entered his body and did all those things. Right. right exactly. Right. Yeah, it's the devil's fault. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this movie very perfectly encapsulates that because like you know it's so like the height of Soviet Russia like. Stalin is still around for like the first 10 minutes and like, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of like very funny comedy in this movie. And then, then like you see like, like the next scene, it's like this guy very casually like kill him before her, but make sure he sees it, kill him, take him to his church and leave him in his pulpit. (laughs) And you know, you just do the rest yourself. And... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so it's, like, yeah, a lot of, like, really horrible things, and, like, it's actually based on a comic that is a lot more graphic, um, like, the first time we see the guy, the, the head of the NKVD, which is what would become the KGB, he's raping a girl, and then turns her out, and then, um, you know, says, go back to your parents, um, that's, it's not, it doesn't sound very funny. That's not in the exactly. movie. Exactly. That's not in the movie. The rape isn't, but it's implied. Oh. Like you kind of, like you get like you get the feeling like like she's in like some bunker while he's walking around giving orders to people. He looks at her and then like the next time you see her, she's like being turned out of a gate, go home to your parents. So, yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. And you love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 6 out of 5. It's a gr- it's a it's a great movie. I know, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's how I mean, context, right, so. it's been banned in Russia, Belarus, Kazakh- uh, Kazakhstan, and Kyrgyzstan. Those places yeah. are all basically Russia. It's it really, also has yeah, really uh, issues in in the states, no? Because I mean, I'm, Jeffrey Tambor is in it. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor is in it. He's like, got a sex scandal or whatever, right? No, doesn't. Well, He's it was ma- it was it was made before. What's that show called? Transparent. Tr- transparent. Yeah. 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 Transcendence. Yeah. Transparent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was well, you know, it was made before that scandal came out. So right. like, but that's the thing too, like I don't know if that's really what kept it out of theaters cuz, you know, it's a very like you know, no, it's yeah, made it's... for a small right, audience. Right, right. And most of that audience is frankly not in America, so hmm. um I mean, but yeah, it's it's a like I think it's, you know, it's already a really well-made movie and it's a very important satire. So, yeah, six out of five. Easy. Sweet. I'm excited to see it. And Steve Buscemi as Khrushchev is fucking great. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah, Steve like, there's the, the scene where they, like, they, like, the whole committee, like, comes in and, like, finds Stalin. Like, he's, you know, voided his bowels. And so, like, they're all, they all t- take turns, like, oh, what is that? Oh! <laughs> and Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's, he's feeling unwell, clearly. Uh, who's the other guy who's in it? Uh, the British actor who was the villain in The Patriot. Oh, uh, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Who is great. He's, uh, he was just in an episode of, uh, Entourage that I watched the other day. (laughs) He was a photographer who wanted to, uh, he wanted to pay Vince, the main character, to suck his dick. Like, he wanted to suck Vince's dick. (laughs) And Vince was not into it. Anybody Why are you it? looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen, never seen Hostage. <laughs> All right. Reminds anyway. me of that scene in uh, anybody see Fifty Four? Yeah, right. I want to suck your cock. 
right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene? Yeah. It's classic. Mike, Mike Myers. Mike Myers, Ryan Felipe. Yeah, that's horrible. That movie sucks. Uh, oh, yeah. That movie sucks, cock. Uh, let's move on to our deep dive, uh, which was my pick this week. And, uh, that sucks, cock. I had to jump into my... Uh, Jump into my my list of movies that Jr. here hasn't seen. Yeah, which uh, you've been talking about how extensive that list is all episode. So oh, it's extensive. <laughs> I've got probably twenty five right now, but that's just no. The I beginning. meant like the list wow. of movies I haven't seen is just because well, I, I haven't seen Ransom. So you haven't seen Ransom, which so is I ain't seen it's, nothing. it's ridiculous that you haven't seen Ransom. It's not. It's a little ridiculous that you haven't seen this, but I guess you're not an Oliver Stone fan. Yeah, this is the eighth Oliver Stone movie I've ever seen, which right. is not so that's, many. Yeah, he's directed quite a few. Yeah. What What are uh, do you do you dislike him as a director? Or are you? Uh, I don't think so. I just, you just kind of haven't got around to it, huh? I, I'm. I don't. I do not love any of his movies. Okay. I like Born on the Fourth of July. I like JFK. I was telling these guys before you got here, I used to watch Any Given Sunday all the time. Mm. Uh, but other, other than that, I'm... Sorry. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Don't love Alexander. Don't love Platoon. Oh, don't love Wall Street. Nobody likes Alexander. It's not fair. <laughs> it's, just, it's just on the list of movies I've seen. But uh, I haven't seen Salvador. haven't seen U-Turn. haven't seen W, which I hear is a classic. haven't seen World Trade Center. Have you seen Nixon? No. Okay. Uh, savages no well okay so everything post i'd say uh nixon is to me is not very good and i haven't seen u-turn but other than that i've seen i've seen most everything snowden is one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life it's awful uh savages is truly terrible um w is just really patronizing and upsetting uh Unlike, say, something like Nixon, which paints Nixon as a complex, interesting character, mm. W paints W as like a retard, you know, like literal, like retarded. He, he doesn't, I don't know what to do. You know, he's like an idiot. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, those are those are problematic. And I haven't seen World Trade Center, but I hear it's terrible. Right. And Alexander, obviously, everybody hates Alexander. So. Yeah, it's bad. But I, I like Nixon. I love JFK. I, I really really like born on the fourth of july um that's like top at least top 40 for me mm, damn amazing it's very movie. good yeah. great film great soundtrack by john williams best score in that movie uh <laughs> and i like you know platoon is really good but that's neither here nor there here now today we're trying to talk about talk radio which is uh a movie that he made after platoon but before born on the fourth of july from a script and a play by Eric Bogosian, who is, uh, you know him if you saw him, kind of actor, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know him from Scrubs. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a name, but he's definitely a face. Mm-hmm. Uh, de- the villain in uh, Under Siege 2. Uh, <laughs> he was on, he, had, he, he replaced the chief on Criminal Intent, Law and Order, at, some, at one point. Hmm. So, yeah, Eric Bogosian. Uh, yeah, it's from 1988. What do you guys think of talk radio? I've seen this many I times. As, I have as well. Jonathan has as well. Okay. Well, let's start with somebody who hasn't seen it. Kevin. My first time. Um, yeah, I remember really, really liking Oliver Stone when I was in like eighth, ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, I never got around to seeing this one. Um, I'm not even sure if Blockbuster had it. But uh, I thought it was interesting. Um Lots of monologues. I mean, granted, it's a play, so of course it's going to have that. 
Um, and just his, his job kind of makes that. Yeah, pretty much necessary. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I'll just give a synopsis. I forgot. Oh, yeah. So this is a movie about a um, a radio talk show host, Shock Jock. Who's a, yeah? He's essentially he's Howard Stern. He's Howard Stern. He's literally Howard. Stern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, except without the humor, maybe he's not he's really got the hair. He's not trying to yeah. be funny as much. He right. doesn't do bits. He just yeah. talks to people. He's got a show called Night Talk on in Dallas, and. Um, his big thing is that he talks to a lot of he'll talk to anybody he talks to a lot of like openly racist people mm. uh people who are claimed to be doing bad things and he'll just talk talk to him on the air and uh he's in the process of possibly going getting into national syndication which is kind of the background conflict of the the film so that's that go ahead Kevin. right um i thought eric bogosian was really good i mean he obviously knows the material like the back of his hand because he wrote it. Um, I think like I was surprised at like for how long it is. It seems to just blow right by you. So that was pretty cool. Um, John C. McGinley is great. Alec Baldwin is pretty good. Um, Michael Wincott is <laughs> pretty funny as like the, you know, like twisted sister kind of dude. Um, I think it definitely like has its moments, but I don't know. It just seemed, it just didn't like, like there's that long monologue towards the end where he's like really barren his soul and the rotating shot. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Very, very John, cool. John hated that. I, <laughs> I hated that. John. I really did hate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. JR was not happy with the rotating shot, but yeah, it was, it was a little, do you ridiculous. get motion sickness? No, I get stupid sickness. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that was that was my clever line. The no. knives are out, uh, but yeah, like overall, I was like, eh, this is decent, uh, not amazing, but you know, I can, I can see there's a lot of like effort being put forth here. I actually uh, really liked uh, Oliver Stone's restraint up until that um, rotating sequence. I thought, uh, I thought he made the radio station scenes visually interesting without being ridiculous mm. like is you know i get we're at this point we're really doing kind of a one-man show we get mcginley there's alec baldwin in the background the um but it, it's a it's a one-man show and you, you've got like kind of the reflection stuff happening that's cool but um i think i'm mad at oliver stone for that and that like climactic monologue shot just because for the rest of the movie he, he plays it pretty pretty cool mm. I okay. Well, just you know, full disclosure. I like the rotating shot. Uh, the rotating shot also combined with Bogosian, like he literally goes bug-eyed. Yeah, and I didn't like that. He's got his like he purses his lips like. like yeah, uh, and <laughs> leave me alone. And he was great. He was great the whole movie too. And so like. I got I got the director being great the whole movie. I got the actor being great the whole right. movie, and all of a sudden they both I are can doing see things that. I don't like. Yeah, they go uh, over the top together. But I also think that like I I don't a hundred percent think it 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 earns it. But I think they think they've earned it. I think when they get to that oh, point, they definitely think they've yeah they it. think mm-hmm. like this is the build up. Now this is our this is the big moment, his big speech. And I don't really think his speech is that great. It's yeah. it's not because yeah, it, it kind of makes really explicit all the things that we're supposed to infer. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's clear that he, like he's kind of he's spinning his wheels. He uh, he talks to all these shitty people every night, and that takes like a huge toll on him. 
And also, he goes out during the day, and everyone fucking hates him. Yeah. <laughs> and they hate him because he's an asshole, and he's he's like an active... He's an asshole to everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah on on his show, off yeah. of his show, he's not a nice He's very person. entitled. Like, he's... Yeah. He reminds me of... Actually, like, having watched a lot of Stern vids on YouTube, he reminds me a lot of Howard Stern in that yeah. way. Like, his... Just, like, I'm entitled. I'm... He's very selfish. Like, he thinks he's the man. Like, I... Okay. You know, he's got a big ego... Uh, he'll he'll yell at his subordinates a lot on the show. Like he'll embarrass them. He'll scream at them about how, and they can't say anything because they're afraid to lose their job because right, it's like right. the best job in the fucking world. They do nothing, you know. Yeah. They make money just yeah. to be themselves on on air. So it's like it, it, his his personality reminds me of that. All of his like little snippy comments and just screaming at like when he screams at John C. McGinley. And and he goes and tells you, he goes, you're killing me out there. What are you doing? You give me this guy. You give me this guy. And then he, and then uh, and Johnson McGinley goes, he goes says something like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do it. He goes, good. He screams at it. And it's like, yeah. it's just like, there's no need to be this upset, bud. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, but I think Bogosian does a good job of selling all this no, he's, throughout the whole he's movie. Good. Right. And yeah. he, he does so without having to explain to the audience, like, right. How this is hard and Here's why he's why unhappy. I'm being a dick. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at the yeah. end when he does that, I just like, I didn't need, I didn't need it. Yeah. But I like aesthetically, I like the shot. I think it's cool and it's interesting and it's like, I think it could have worked if they had, you know, maybe, I think the writing is the more, is the more problematic situation. Now, I did like that immediately after that, his boss, Alec Baldwin and like the corporate guy yeah, that is going to, they're like, oh, that was great. That was <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he's just sitting there like dumbfounded. Like he just bared his soul. I, yeah. maybe he thought he was going to get fired. I'm or sure quit. he did. Cause yeah, he, he yeah, was yeah. essentially but, yelling at the people telling them to not call in anymore. Yeah. Leave me alone. You know, they it's were, like, they're like perfect, perfect radio. It's great. We're going to go national a couple yeah. weeks. <laughs> so I, um, I don't know where I'm at on this movie. Cause I think there's a, there's a mix of, of good and bad here. I really loved the first half hour where we're just in the, the radio station doing that, mm-hmm. that first night. Yeah. Uh, I was a little disappointed that 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 we left and did the the flashback. Yeah, like the basketball game was okay. I loved the scene with him and the where he conf- where the woman confronts and him throws and throws the drink in yeah. his face. Yeah. All, and his reaction to him saying like, "You need you love you love to hate me and all this yeah. kind of like that." I, I loved I, all that and stuff. And I, I that think was great. so. And I think the basketball scene was important because I, I thought it was important that we see how everyone yeah. boos him and they yeah, won't let yeah. him talk. Right. He's despised. Like it's not just like it's fun to like boo this guy. It's like they won't even let. And him I love speak. his his denial of it. Oh, they love me. They love yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Didn't yeah? Didn't need the flashback. Mm. Didn't like the flashback. That because fil- that he's filter the, that they had. I didn't on there, like. That's what I was like. That's ooh. what I don't like about the flashback. It it's even like the pan, like, the even pans up like as it like goes to. Yeah. The, it's like it goes, it goes like out of focus sick? on lights or something. Like that. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Loved, <laughs> like, loved the bad wig. <laughs> yeah, loved yeah. it. I love not getting enough. I actually really like that they give him the Howard Stern wig because it's like. It's a it's a really interesting way of making him look like this is a different time. He's a lot younger now. Yeah, he mm. looks like it's the seventies. He looks like an idiot, you know. But yeah. but uh, but yeah, I, I, the 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 kind of sepia tone filter, or whatever they're doing to the film there, the whatever processing they use is the biggest problem I have with the flashback. When, when was Stern like coming out in the eighties, in the early eighties? So mm. this is probably somewhat. It's not. It's got nothing to do with Stern, according to him. It's got to do with this guy named Alan, Alan Berg, really? who was a. Uh, okay who is essentially just like this guy talking to like racists and stuff. And then racists killed him. It was actually in Dallas too, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it oh. was in Ohio. Oh, really? no, well, the play was in Ohio originally. 
I don't know if it might have happened in Dallas. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But uh, so this this flashback, um, like it shows you like how he got the job, but like he's he's the same guy. So we're not getting yeah, like sure. we're not getting like extra character growth. He's still like the same kind of asshole. He doesn't treat his wife very well. But we also like we've we've had like a quick scene where he meets his wife in the present, and like we can infer, like they talk a little bit about how the relationship ended, but. And then they just like show us exactly what happened. And yeah. again, I don't need that because I kind of already like I knew he cheated. Mm. They made that like because because I have a brain and I can kind of right. pull that from the information they give right. me. They didn't need to show me sure. that scene. I agree with that, but I love the scene. I love I love that I love uh, John C. McGinley's character. How <laughs> drunk he is! Yeah. It's just and he's like and finds I, it hilarious. Yeah, and when the exactly and when the woman comes down and like hugs Bogosian and he goes and gets her and like come on we're gonna go make a sandwich <laughs> and then and I love the wife's reaction how she she opens the door and she throws the keys on the on the ground and just walks out and doesn't even close the door like just great this is a great little thing so like right. I just really I enjoyed the scene okay but I but I agree it's unnecessary and I think the whole flashback in general is kind of unnecessary yeah we could right. yeah. I I like but again, I think it's I like, in there I think it's in there just so we can get Ellen is that her name no uh, that's Hel- this is the actress's Helen? name Ellen no, it was it was it was Helen. It was Helen, I think. Mm. Wasn't it? Oh no, it was Ellen. Sorry, Ellen okay. is played by Ellen Green. Um, <laughs> no, we got like that's there just for the phone call, like just so we get like Ellen. Yeah. Ellen calls into the show to like be yeah, an interesting right, right. character to call in. Like when they don't have anyone interesting on the line, she calls in. But I really, so that they can do the callback at the end. But I very much also enjoyed the scene when he goes on the air the first time with the guy. He's a guest on the guy's show and he yeah. starts talking about yeah. stuff that the guy doesn't like. That was the best part I did of like the flashback. That, that yeah. shit ruled. That was the <laughs> yeah. best. I, that was my favorite part of the flashback because, yeah. yeah, he is he is like this guy. He is the powerful speaker. Yeah. He takes over. He can't, he can't stop once he's starting. Yeah. Why is he to stop? You fucking stop. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, that was amazing. Yeah. But anyway, so like there are individual elements here that I like a lot. It's just yeah. I, I feel like this could have been this could have been a tight a tight ninety, mm-hmm. tight ninety minutes, but we were at one hundred ten. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I think I think you could essentially excise that entire but, thing and yeah, we go we go back for that second at the radio station though, and you know, uh, I think we go we go a little bit over the top with the callers like <laughs> the, I think the guy the guy who was like oh with the OD girlfriend turns to be a fake and that's fine. Yeah. But then like the rapist one where it's like everyone is getting so clearly upset, mm. but they're just like, keep, keep going. It's just like, this is rough. Like, the guy, how, the how rape, is this staying on the radio? The caller, the John, the rapist, the caller is the, to me though, is the best voice acting in the movie out of all the callers. I find a lot of the callers think, to be kind yeah. of phony yeah. sounding, mm. But he does. He sounds legit. Like I could totally hear this guy calling a station like that, and that being a real thing. Right. Like he seems like he's really losing it. He does, and and maybe God, I don't. I've never listened to Howard Stern or any Shock Jock or mm-hmm. just any of these. Like I'm, I'm not into a, a dude just talking to to callers <laughs> yeah. on the radio. So maybe they do get people like this, but man, it's just like, is this real? Like this can happen. This won't just get <laughs> like, they won't just cut to commercial. If this gets, I think in reality dark. they would. I mean, there's a lot of pro- like little nitpicks like that, that, that are problematic for me too. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he never gives a station ID in the whole movie. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, right. that's a little weird to me. I, yeah. It bothers me because I know that he would. Right. Con- like constant. Exactly. Like he always, he's always like, he's always like, well, this, this is me and uh, we're going to hit the news and then just cuts. And it's like, 
you wouldn't do that that way. You'd say you're listening to this and this and this on this station. And you know what I mean? So it's just that, that little, little stuff like that bothers me. Like, yeah, the idea that this rapist would call and be talking about these things in the air and they would just let it go. Like, and they would was, definitely and cut it. that was and, John the Rapist on the KGAP yeah. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> caller line? It would be like, like after after he hangs up on him, he said he says, uh, we've, we've got police traces on the call or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, that's such bullshit. Yeah. Like, they would just immediately call the police and, you know, they'd probably keep him on the line, but they wouldn't keep him on the air, you know? Right. So, and I also, I don't know how I feel about it, but, like the the same actors are doing a lot of the voices. Like yeah, Earl, yeah. Earl Heinemann, uh, Wilson from Home Improvement is doing a lot of the voices. Oh, really? Yeah, including yeah. the the racist guy who says that uh, he tells him life is short. It's the one who says he's ma- he mailed him a bomb. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like I I don't understand like is it a log- is it a logistic thing like we don't want to pay more actors so we'll just get actors to do different voices. Like Michael Wincott does Kent yeah, yeah. and he does the truck driver guy. Right. And it's like it's really obvious with him because he, Michael Wincott cannot do a voice besides I'm Michael Wincott. You know, yeah. what I mean? like even even when he's Kent, he still sounds like Michael Wincott. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's either with like kind of a country twang or like yeah. kind of a you know. He's still got that gravelly 80s, like smoker yeah, yeah. thing going on though. You know. Yeah. Did you guys like the Kent Kent in the station scene? I loved it. I found it. I, I love it because it feels really uneasy. Like it yeah, feels like it there's does. like lots of tension. Like they don't know if how dangerous this guy possibly well, that's, is. Yeah. Right. That. And, like, when he pulls out the camera when he's being kicked yeah. out, I think it's clearly shot to make it look, oh, my God, he's going to pull out a gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah That's all right. right. <laughs> I mean, because Baldwin has told him right before Kent comes in, someone like, this is going to get people you in are trouble. Real. Yeah, he's like, these people are like serious. That. I that's I can't actually what he said. my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie and my favorite part with Alec Baldwin. you got to learn when to stop or it's going to kill you. Yeah, that's I like when, when Baldwin says, he tells him, he says, you he goes, uh, you know, they're writing you letters calling you a Jew and telling you they're going to kill you and everything. He goes, think about the time it takes to sit yeah. down and write that. I've got stacks of this shit in my office. Like, yeah. that's good. Like, that's a good moment because yeah. he's really, yeah, you can tell Baldwin's like really serious now. He's like trying to get it across to him. Like, this is a serious situation. I think, I think Baldwin is terrific in the movie. Like, yeah. I, far, probably far and away the best acting in the whole film, I think, is especially that scene in particular. I really, really enjoyed him. Jonathan, we haven't heard dick shit from you man come I, on i you're saying everything i you know, you know it was okay it's middle of the road three and a half <laughs> i've just i've seen it like four times now it's deep, just deep, like, deep dive uh, canceled <laughs> cancel now, i've seen it like four times now, that was so. a shallow dive that so, was a yeah. weed <laughs> it's all right you know if you dived into that shallow end like that you'd be paralyzed right that's fine. paraplegic it would be like wily e. coyote just you know and then the concrete splits. Shallow dive. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the, the flashback is lame. I agree. Um, I, I love the ending. Uh, I actually love the like the post and I guess, the actual ending after he... The phone, the phone calls. Yeah, the oh, phone yeah, the phone calls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably but one of my favorite I, That's my... The only part of Stuart Copeland's <laughs> score I enjoy is that, like, repetitive, the doot-doot, that stuff at the end. Yeah. His score is terrible. Like his, I don't like, really remember much. Anytime yeah. he's with uh, the producer of the show, like there's that moment at the beginning where he touches the glass with his finger, and it just is like the synth of, ding, 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 
Uh, it's like really super <laughs> sappy. It's are you awful. talking about with with Laura or with John C. McGinley? With Laura, okay, the producer, yeah. not the engineer. I don't remember mm. the oh. girl who he's banging. I don't know the terminology. Okay. Radio Sorry, the girl <laughs> who he's having sex with, who he brings to the basketball game. He like puts his finger to the glass so that she can touch it. Yeah, that was really and it's like this cheesy, cheesy moment. Yeah. It makes I don't no remember sense. the cheesy music for that moment. It's yeah. awful. Tuned it out. I don't think I don't know that. I mean, I don't know what Copeland's done. I know he's in the police, but uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he did the soundtrack for Prime, Primal Fear, that one with Richard Gere oh, and yeah, yeah, Edward yeah. Norton. Primal when, Fear's all right. Yeah. So is this? Um, do you guys know anything about the play? Is like did this? I know this that play he was off Broadway. Like the play, or because I could see. I could really see this being like a one man show. Well, it is. I'm pretty sure it is like a one man. Well, like a one man show because they, he wrote the script with Oliver Stone, mm. and I think that I read that Oliver Stone added a lot of the elements of like okay. uh, getting outside of the radio station kind of right. stuff. Right. This yeah. this feels like a like a one set. Yeah. Almost like a one act because uh, I know it's like I say it's based on the Allen Berg thing and Allen Berg, is essentially this guy and did get killed. The almost the exact same way. I mean, he was mm. killed in his driveway, apparently. But mm. what's the deal with the with the tooth? The shooter like shoots him, and they like licks his tooth. Oh, it just goes a close up on his fucked up teeth. Yeah, but I mean, what? Oh, just to show how crazy like he's a crazy yeah, maniac. I thought it right. like, meant something. I don't know. I don't. Uh, Stuart Copeland also did the soundtrack for Rumblefish. Oh, and Good Burger. That. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! And Wall Street. And Spyro the Dragon. Good Burger is. Yeah. A film that my uh, students always want to watch. Like, if they know really? we're, we're like going to watch, like for testing, mm-hmm. like they're like, "Oh, let's do Good Burger." I'm like, "Why?" The <laughs> Babylon Five, The Gathering, You're too young. Wow, what the fuck is this? Um. Okay. The uh. So the guy who kills him. Anyway. Oh, spoiler. Sorry. The uh, well, the guy who shoots him at the end. An actor named Rockets Red Glare. You know this guy? No. Okay. Should I? Okay. He's in. He's in Mystery Train. Really. He's oh, is he Noonan's partner? No, oh. he's the guy. He's the liquor store guy. He's I'm in, the man who's going to make oh, you use that gun. Right, Apparently right. He's in Down by Law, Stranger Than Paradise. Yeah, this is Trees a... Lounge. He's in all sorts of shit. He's oh. After Hours. He's in all sorts of. But yeah, he's like a okay. he's like just a weird looking right, weirdo, right. and he's been in a lot of stuff as the okay. weir- as a weirdo. Right. But uh, yeah, his name is Rockets Red Glare. <laughs> <laughs> really, really cool name. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Just uh, just thought I'd mention it. All right. Best line. We'll be right back after I shoot up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, just another little nitpick. I really, the I really hated the part where he said, uh, I like the I like the scene, but I hate this, this little thing about it, which is that he, he he I forget what he does, but he says he says, Now you must be punished and he goes, We're gonna play the BG song ten times in a row and then they play Disco Inferno. Right, right. It's like what can they not afford the BG song? Like Probably not. It's just like it's goofy. Like, why are they doing this to me? Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. Maybe it's you know if you had the because, he, the because he's such a liar. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I or it could be. It could just be John C. McGinley's fault. <laughs> yeah. Plays yeah. the wrong song. <laughs> right. And Bogosian just doesn't know. Right. I mean, because he he walks out of the room to go. Right. But he's, yeah. he can Talk still hear it, it though. Um, I like I, I like the cinematography in general. Aside from the flashback. Uh, I think it looks. I think the movie looks really nice. I think it's very typical of Stone at this time. He's got a lot of like, like, or ref- like, any kind of light that's in the background is just like be really fucking bright and like uh, diffused and you know mm. huge. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought he was 
it, he seemed to be playing with stage lighting with the uh, like spotlights and that's darkness. True. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah, that's true. Right. Especially near the end. Yeah, we often have Bogosian's face just blackness behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of silhouette stuff going on. Yeah, um, a lot of close-ups. Any 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 thoughts of like this being like a precursor to Natural Born Killers in a way? Like it's got a lot of like satirical elements that Natural Born Killers tries to get at. Also, I actually think Natural Born Killers probably does a slightly better job of getting at those. It's a more kind of like clumsy, but it gets at those kinds of uh, like media and violence and the relationship between racism and uh, the media mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm definitely looking at this as more of a character study than no, definitely a satire yeah. of like the shitty American media culture, mm-hmm. which like when you step back from it, yeah, it definitely has that with every single caller. Right. In the right. Movie. Yeah. And just all of his little like tangents where he talks about, you know, how, uh, cigarettes kill more people than heroin and Coke and we should legalize all the drugs and, right. Uh, white people want to be black people because they have, they're sexually inferior and all this kind <laughs> yeah. of like, you know, just these little like political tangents yeah. that he goes yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. He, is it just me or did he have kind of like a muddled political message? Yeah, I mean, he definitely... Yeah. I don't, I don't, know, thing, I don't more, kind of know which side he's on. I agree. More so than any time I've ever watched it. I, I Like, this time I'm like, I don't know, like, like, I don't agree with this guy necessarily. Like, I don't know what he's saying. He's just, like, got a lot of sound bites that he's yeah. kind of spewing out. Yeah. And, like, statistics that he's read. But I don't know how he feels about any of it necessarily. He just seems really angry with no general direction. Yeah. At, yeah. Like, my first thing, because I, cause I don't know how it's turned very well, my first thing I thought of was Alex Jones. But then I was like, but Alex Jones uh, definitely has one I message, one Jones agenda. <laughs> right. Yeah, and definitely. he's clear with that agenda. Yeah. Even, you know, even, like, all the advertising he does. But uh, The first five minutes where he's like, yeah, I mean, he's he sounds very much like InfoWars in, like, the first five minutes mm, of the movie, yeah. you know. <laughs> that, that Our goes country's going bit. to shit, people. We don't know what, you know, it's like yeah. he's, that's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Because <laughs> I guess, yeah, with that first opening monologue, you don't even really know this is, like, a caller show because he's right. just talking. Right, exactly. yeah. And that, go, that goes away a little bit with the callers. Yeah. But, um, yeah, okay. All right, well, uh, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I, again, I still, I still don't know where I'm at and none of you guys are helping me. Sorry. Um, there's just like structurally, there's just like, it's too, it's too cute. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the way they, they do like the Ellen calls in thing, the way after like I, the outpouring of love was just like, Oh, we're, we're doing dramatic irony now. Okay. Yeah. They hated him when he was alive and now they're like, Oh, we miss him and we love him. Yeah. I was just like, this is too cute. I don't. I really I don't thought know if here's. I'm what, it. I didn't remember the ending, and what I thought was going to happen was it was going to be like two calls about how how great he was, and then the rest of the calls were just going to start talking about other stuff, like we forgot him already, like that kind of thing. Mm, yeah. But didn't go there either. Just yeah. kind of like yeah, it was just like he's great, and I really, I again, just like the kind of continuity of the of the reality of the story. Like it's a lot of phone calls at the end, and then it's suddenly just Alec Baldwin's voice, like in voiceover, talking about how great he is. Like, he wasn't on the phone. He didn't have the yeah. phone filter on. Well, we did. John C. Riley didn't have a phone filter right, either. Right, exactly. Like or, the, I guess, the characters the in the movie, yeah, God, didn't have I ever. cannot remember. Laura. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. The characters in the movie didn't. Only the callers did, which is like, I don't know. It's like, if you're interviewing these, I guess if you're interviewing these people, they'd be on TV, I guess. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's just kind of weird, though. Like, where where is this happening in the, in the <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, yeah, you know. 
<laughs> dead, dead air. We got, this, we is got, dead air. this is dead air. <laughs> well, we I, dead air, Barry. I'm, I'm with uh, Jonathan three and a half. How do you know what Jonathan gave it? He oh, just, he's already he said, said it. I'm sorry. I was just about to tell Jonathan you. Jonathan fucking mind? <laughs> punted on the deep dive. I know. Right, I right. He did the shallow, the shallow jump. Yeah, shallow, shallow dive. dive. JR doesn't know what he's giving it. I, I really don't. I didn't log this movie yet. I didn't give it a rating. If it helps, I'm going to give it a four. I'm definitely not giving it that. So you just might, to spite you. You might go in between. I don't know. <laughs> 3.75. Yeah, I think I, I would. I think I want to go uh, lower, as I think, I think there's just too much stuff that doesn't work, and and what does work is mostly the acting, and that's uh. like that's just not enough to to save it. So we're gonna go, we're gonna go three. Cool. We got a five. Fine, that's fine. I'll allow it. Um, well, that's our discussion of this movie. Talk radio. And uh, we have no feedback again for like the 18th week in a row. Come on, guys. So if you want to say something, say it for fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you're just too much of a wimp to actually put forth an opinion. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but, you know, seriously, write in, guys. We, we miss you. Yeah. Um, we love to talk about things and answer questions. So if you want to get in touch with us, Give us a, an email right at uh, feedback at filmiacpodcast.com. Visit our website, filmiacpodcast.com. We have a blog there. We have trailers all the time. Kevin is hard at work. He's diligent about putting up those trailers, just one every couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, next week is going to be an interesting show because uh, it's going to be our 40th show, which isn't a particularly you know important number. But JR is going to be missing. It's fine. Yeah, JR is going to be missing from the show. He's uh, decided to abandon us for several weeks. So I've lined up some uh, guest co-hosts, one of which will be guest co-hosting next week. Kevin doesn't actually know about this either yet. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine named Winston, who's written into the show before. Ah. Uh, yeah, Winston's going to be on the show. JR knows I'm Winston. Win- I'm going to miss Winston. I know. And the movie, <laughs> and it's going to be his pick. If okay. that's okay with you. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with missing it then. You, you, you definitely, <laughs> JR, you definitely are okay with missing it. Because I've seen this movie. And uh, not to influence you guys, it's a movie called Found from 2012, directed by Scott Shermer, who is one of his favorite uh, filmmakers he likes to champion. Micro-budget filmmaker. Uh, so yeah, that'll be our discussion for next week. Found. Found, all right. And uh, after that, we might have another guest. Actually, we definitely have another cast, but I'll talk about that next week. I'll be uh, I'll be thinking of things to bring back to you guys in a month. Excellent. As far as movies, not no, bring me stuff, man. Uh, you want a souvenir from Ar- Arkansas? Yeah, fucking a. <laughs> Fuck no. In Delaware, Trump, Trump country. Delaware. <laughs> I'm going to Delaware. Yeah. It's where it's where people go to the beach, according to my family. No sales tax. Delaware. Delaware. All right. Um, well, my uh, hard disk is about to run out of space, so that's going to be it for us. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see you guys next time. My mind is filled radio cures. Electronic